Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always. It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. Episode 102, what's happening, good people? Mm. Cash, before we get too far into it, tell, tell the people who we are and what we're about. Hey, man, we the, we the first take. We the sports center of this thing of music, sports, culture, you can get it all in one. You can get it all in one. So come here every week and week out Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're going to hear a little bit of sports. You're going to hear a little bit of music, a little bit of culture. But from a fan perspective and from a real perspective, we don't do the shucking and jiving. So if you're expecting a debate show, this is not it. This is a real show. That's it, man. Cash and press. Hmm. I remember when you did have a gimmick. You had a rap persona. Everything <laughs> took you a couple of years to start talking that real shit, but but we ain't gonna get on that. Hey, Cash, <laughs> tell them what we got on deck for today. Man, we got a ton of albums, ton of albums. First, we're gonna take them to St. Petersburg, Florida, cover down on the Rod Wave on a music tip. We also gonna take them to Memphis, Tennessee, Young Dolph, Key Glock drops up. Then we're gonna head down to Helena, Arkansas. Yeah, man, yeah, man, Bankroll Freddie. We also got. We're going to go back to my city next. Code of the Friend, Brooklyn, New York. Tequila Sunrise. We also got Benny the Butcher. We're going to go up top. Buffalo, New York. It's cold at right now. Still to this day, but he still got them cold bars. Got Lil TJ, Bronx, New York, where hip-hop started, man. BX. And last but not least, we're going to go right back out to Cali with Guap Dad 4000 with 1176. So that's the that's a wide range of hip-hop right there. All different types of genres and subgenres, so we're gonna cover down on all those. Next up, we got the culture. Man, that man Michael Rappaport leaking DMs <clears throat> on, on KD and KD talking real spicy. We're gonna cover down on that. Have you ever talked spicy to somebody and then they leak the DMs and now you gotta apologize publicly, but you really feel how you feel? We're we, we gonna get into that. You got Quavo and his old lady, sweetie, elevator. Scuffle or not such a big deal in the grand scheme of things. We'll get into that. Also, we'll cut touch on the Cameron Drink Champs interview. It was a it was dope for me as a huge Cameron fan. So we're gonna cover down on that briefly because Prez still hasn't caught it. Of course, we're gonna touch lightly on it's this month. It's April already, right? Prez? It is April. So that means the NFL draft is coming up. So we gotta start rep, prepping y'all for more NFL talk. So we got some Eagles. And, and Raiders draft and trade and free agency signings. I don't have a whole lot to say because I'm I'm still pissed off at trading that six. No, that we we talk about the full NFL, but we gotta yeah. go heavy on our. We gotta our go team. heavy on our teams, but the the closer we get to the draft, we might even do something special. I'm not even gonna say it because if we don't do it, then you'll hold me to it. We also got Dan Orlowski of ESPN and some of the comments he made about Justin Fields recently and, and how that narrative continues to permeate in regards to the black quarterback. And last but not least, NBA League talk. You know, this is the kind of the dog days of the NBA, man, where people are jockeying for a position. Cats are still injured, waiting until that real, that real, League season starts, which is the playoffs. So we get it, but we're gonna give you some updates on some trade deadline stuff and things that happen and what we're seeing. But that is the show, bro. So with that said, Prez, as always, where do you want to start? Let's go on and jump into the culture. All right, man. All right. All right. But but before we get there, before we get there, how you been, man? Like we've been kind of we've been did the Zoom thing the past yeah. couple of weeks. 
Uh, first time seeing you. How was your Easter? Uh, I'm a month away from actually retiring. I will get into all that, but but tell me about yourself. Uh, for me, man, it, it's been great, man. I just, I ain't shut my phone off, but I kept it far away from me yesterday and, and Saturday, for that matter. We had some friends over. Uh, we went to their house, rather, on Saturday. Just got some good old-fashioned couple talking. And, you know, sometimes you need that, man, because you're going through the same thing other couples are going, yeah. to, going through, whether that's a family dynamic, whether that's your kids doing some shit. And, you know, we happen to have kids in that same age range to where you can kind of just be like, is your kid doing this nonsense? And you can look at it a different way and come out of it on the other side a little bit. Uh, I guess things don't change, but at least you got some tools to work with based on based on what was going Other on. Did. Right, okay, right. They, they approached it this way. I approached it sort of similar. Yeah, yeah, something similar. And then Easter, of course, man. We we just had a blast, man. We downloaded that uh, Super Mario Deluxe. Okay. Oh, it's like the old school thing, but the updated graphics. Yeah. And man, we 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 went ham on there. I had to show them OG. The OG <laughs> is back. You know what I'm saying? As far as getting through them levels, dang, Dad, you ain't died yet. OG gamer here. You know what I'm saying? These skills just don't go nowhere. You just evaporate. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you look out here and tell your mom and dad, see, it paid off. I won something. I won over my kids <laughs> in the long run. You were sitting there saying, I never used these you skills. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to pick up the sticks for years, man. But come come see me in that Madden or that 2K, kids. Or Mario, it's, it's curtains, man. It's curtains. But that, that's kind of how I spent Easter weekend. What about you? Man, I'm packing. <laughs> it the sucks. House, the house it is sucks. a mess. <laughs> that's like uh, they come to pick up some of the stuff tomorrow, but the in-laws still came up, man. Because you know, hey, they trying to come up every chance they get, you know, before we actually Jedi and go back to the states. So, uh, but I, I have a feeling they're gonna be right there in the states with us too. Like soon as we get over there, they're gonna mm -hmm. they're gonna come visit this year Christmas time. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, the kids. Just finishing up school. It's been kind of been kind of slow. Just everything's starting to wrap up and starting to ramp up on on you know it's getting real. We gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Online school until they finish the year, or y'all just keeping it? Uh, they say uh, I don't know. Uh, so I know we got like until like the end of the month they'll still be going to, into class, and then they just have like a week or two where they'll just be doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. To uh, finish up the school year, but. Yeah, everything's everything's moving. I really didn't think. I don't know if I talked about that. I really didn't think that through when I was talking about the kids. I just assumed since uh, military, hey, kids leave all the time. You can just get up here and leave. Well, apparently, I was supposed to contact them a lot earlier <laughs> and figure out what's the date they can leave before I set my date to leave yeah, to yeah, get yeah. out of here. And I'm off by like about seven days. <laughs> about seven days. But we're going to try to work it out. They're they willing to work with me so we can uh, actually do that. I was like, oh, I got tickets. We, yeah. we done. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah we're going to Zoom uh, Mr. Prez's retirement here shortly. So if you're a friend of the show, and we got to kind of know you, you know what I mean? We ain't sending the Zoom link out to everybody. But if you're a friend of the show and you, you've known Prez along the way and we probably forgot to get to you, uh, definitely tap into his uh, Zoom ceremony. 20 years of hard, hard labor. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, out here in, in, in the world's greatest Air Force. So if y'all didn't know, that's what we do. That's our side hustle, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> podcasting our first love. But nah, nah, on some real, real, man, uh, I, I'll save the, the kind words for later on, but I don't want to get too mushy. But probably the, the the later we get in this pod, man, we we, we going to break it down and just enjoy and celebrate Prez's uh, 20 years of service of, you know, 
of doing this thing and now becoming a podcaster. It's crazy. You're a YouTuber now. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I strive to do. He, he did that's, 20 years to be a YouTuber. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to do, you know. Hey, you know, I, I knew it way back then. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I knew I was going to be a star. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, so culture. Yeah, culture. Culture, culture. culture. All right. So Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport. If you don't know who Michael Rappaport is, there's countless movies. He's a movie star. Uh, high learning. Higher learning. Act- Remy from Higher Learning. Actor. Uh, enthusiast about the sport of basketball, football, whatever. You've seen him on First Take. You've uh, seen him on, what else, what's the other show? Undisputed. Quince. He brought them back for their final tour. That was He was a big part of that. Yeah, a- absolutely. So those are a lot of, you know, different venues you've seen him in. and uh, But yeah, he's a huge, huge fan. He's from New York City. And then him and Kevin Durant, you know, got into it this past week. So you've heard it covered on your your sports channels if you tune into us for sports. So we're not going to cover on the same things they've been covering. You, you kind of already know that. But they just have a, a history. Whether it's friendly or not, who's to say? They but they've had exchanges. Noise. They yeah. talk noise to each other. They've had exchanges. Uh, they're, they're frenemies. That's the yeah, way yeah, I, yeah. I could, I could say that's, that. That's the way I say I it. Like say they, that. they, they cordial. They ain't about to throw hands, but they're gonna talk noise back yeah. and forth to each other. I, I related to, well, not, not the same because I feel like it's a little bit worse than that. But you know, I, I go to the way Jack Nicholson felt about anybody that was going against the Lakers. You know, like he'd be out there like cussing out anybody on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Going against his Lakers, but. Ain't nothing day, yeah, shake it up, deuce it up. Yeah, it ain't really mean nothing. It's just a heat of moment and change in the game type of deal. So do you feel like what do you feel about the leaking of the of the DMs that from the stand the first the point standpoint? that I don't get, and I think it's just a matter of Rappaport just being an old guy with new technology. <laughs> thinking not thinking it was gonna blow up like it did. Uh and you, you with Kevin Durant, you you say don't say these things, but I don't think like he was meaning it in the manner that they were saying it. That that is coming off as you know what I mean. He was saying it as as a jab, like are we gonna take away all the words and all you can do is curse? Like I I I, I don't understand that. Like this conversation was never meant to be out like that, and I don't think he was doing it as a. He wasn't talking bad about that portion. Shit, he brought his wife into it. KD brought his wife into it at one point, and he also said he'll fuck him up on site. Send me the address. <laughs> so I don't know what you talking about or what you read. Them shit seemed like threats to me. And uh, it seemed like, man, he he talked that shit, man, and then he was the quick, call my lawyer. I'm going to call my lawyer. That, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you can't t- talk that tough talk and say, a lot of things that Michael Rappaport has said over the years about different players, and then all of a sudden, want to yeah. want to go call the law and get all formal about it. Those are the same conversations you could have picked up the phone and called him. I'm not saying he has KD number, but you could have found somebody that found somebody that could have got you guys. Well, he was DMing on, them, so they had a way to communicate. Yeah, but you you also could have had all right. Pull up. KD got way more to lose than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, all right, pull up. Uh, t- test it. You know, test it out. See if he's going to do it. Test this gangster. Yeah, test it out because I feel like that's a lot of empty threats, KD. Like, you're not about to pull up <laughs> and do none of that shit. Like, he made have some you, people roll up on him, though. All right, so have you ever had that type of exchange with another man? Not to the point where I didn't mean it. 
But DM, like text message. Have you ever threatened another person on a DM? On a DM, no. online, over the phone. Have you ever done it? No. Why not? not? That I recall. Why not? Makes no sense. I wait. You feel kind of corny when you're yeah. doing it, right? You feel like a sucker. Yeah, I wait till I see him. Exactly. I've done it before, and I felt like a complete sucker afterwards because I can't reach out and touch that person at that point. So all I did was act real tough, and then did nothing. Like so, it serves <laughs> no fucking purpose to do it, KD. Like that's my point with KD is like, dude. You know when you're gonna do something to somebody because it's on site. If you if you carrying it like that, but number one, I'm not saying you're not about that life, but I'm just saying you got way more to lose than Michael Rapaport. And I haven't really seen like KD do it. Never be like an that. aggressive guy like that. Uh, not if it was mellow. If it was mellow, I'd be like, mm. there's certain dudes I believe <laughs> in the league that would do something like that, and KD's not one of them. That's not me calling KD soft. That's just me saying like KD above that shit. But clearly he not. His petty level goes to no bounds because he's consistently online and doing this shit all the time. And I can't, I mean, at this point, you can't tell KD to put his phone down. He doesn't have burner accounts and all these other different type of things. All you can say is, man, dude, like, how do you have this much time to care? (laughs) Like, how? Like. Man, he wants some respect on his name, man. Put some respect on that man's name when you. That's some intern. Like, now we could get to that part. Yeah. That's some internal shit. Yeah. Like, people still don't respect him after he even was the best player on the Golden State Warriors and won them the two championships. People forget that KD was needed there, not mm-hmm. vice versa. He was an asset to that team, and of course, they were already a well-oiled machine. So, but he don't get the props. He don't get the love. Has that ever happened to you to where how, we feel different, right? Like, okay, let's talk, let's talk on our personal level, right? The podcast. Are we better than a lot of people doing it? Hell yeah. Do we get the or do we have the notoriety and the numbers behind us? Not that we that I feel like we should have. Okay. But do we lash out as a result? Do we do we feel like we have to do something outside of who we are to be to for the people to love us? Or are we just, just gonna go continue to lab and continue to get better? Yeah, to do show improve. Or if or if you're one of those people that's winning, why can't KD just do his thing and and fend off people talking crap about him or whatever, and just focus on getting back on the court and playing ball? Like, is it legit? He has too much time on his hands. What's I wrong? don't know where to where to go with it because I just what's don't. What's wrong with playing the villain? What's wrong with playing the villain? If everybody hates you, let them buy into that. They still talking your name. That you, you're still brought up. You're still gonna be brought up as like one. <laughs> for example, for example, Rodman owned his role. Everybody give him his accolades, right? This <laughs> shit just seemed childish. Was he dirty? Man. Was he like that type of player? Was he one to talk noise? Like, yeah, man. It's just like, but everybody wanted to be LeBron. Yeah, you only got one LeBron. Like you only gonna have that one person that's a loved above all. You know what I mean? Like, I think him, he, it's him in there. If you look at the football, that'll be the Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like, no. I think he wants to be liked, though. Like, I I don't think he wants to be the villain. I think he can come to your city wherever you at if he's hooping and he's relatively healthy, and and be the best guy on the court, which he's proven when. Your man, LeBron and him, has gone head-to-head. Uh, regardless of who had what team or whatever, when they went head-to-head, he got the better of him. 
Like, why aren't you just comfortable with not getting as much praise? Because it happens. Like, people universally, hoopers and people that watch the game know that at their best, they know who they're going to pick, man. Yeah. And for and, and everybody has different reasons, but do you feel he's the like, better player. Do you feel like KD is even built to handle what LeBron does? He don't let enough people in, and like he he hasn't made that stance. And every time he is confronted, this is what you get. So is he built to handle what the the, the criticisms and the superstardom and all that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I just mm. think because look what he look what he's showing and proving right now. It's just a different way to respond to it. Was hey, I don't buy this tape from this guy, and I don't make sure it never gets seen. When he got dunked on by the little high school kid, remember that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it didn't start no whole controversy. Like, he ain't going on. Like, but this is what you get. It's just the immature way to handle it. I think yeah. he handles himself in an immature way online. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, if people are talking shit about you, you want to confront them and say whatever you got to say. But it's a time and place for that. Like, if you LeBron, re- LeBron just with the last time with the uh, with the. Lady at the stadium and her and her her boyfriend, her husband, whatever it was, you know what I mean. Just happened a couple months ago when they yeah, kind yeah, of let yeah, him yeah. back in, and they caused the big hoorah. And you know that that was words exchanged with that. But the way look at the way LeBron handled it and just whatever, brushed her off. Yeah, yeah brushed her off. Like like, like this is beneath no me. This is yeah. beneath me. He could have went at her in the post uh, game uh, presser, but he didn't. He didn't. So. I think it's just a mature way to handle the shit and an immature, and an immature way to handle it. And I think that Katie continuously chooses online and social media to do it that way. There's there's no way that Michael Rappaport wasn't gonna be at another Nets game to yeah. where you could have waited and be like, "Yo, man, what, what what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Why you always got my name in your mouth? I appreciate it if you keep my name out your mouth. We ain't we ain't homies, we ain't partners, and we damn sure ain't friends. And leave it at that. And if he continues to do this shit. Now we got a box the next time I see you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to still bring it to, you still got to talk to him instead of online. I think the online portion is where I'd be like, ah, I'm not with that shit. So, bro, that, that, in my opinion, it comes with the, the Michael Rappaport got to handle all the fans who are going to say his movie is crap. And if it comes up there and they don't like your player, you playing against the other team or their team, you haven't been the star of their team. Look, for example, Look at how I spoke about LeBron until LeBron became a Laker. Yeah, you was <laughs> just just like every other hater, LeBron hater. <laughs> the, the king, but then the king came and like it changes up everything. Those are just strong fans, man. You just got to realize what who, who you talking against. Like if you can't, if you're not built to handle that, like why are you must performing at that top level? Stop. Go be part of the big three. You know what I mean? Sure, for fun. Yeah. Instead of doing it for the competition. Corny on both parts, immature on both parts. Hopefully these guys can actually get on a phone and have a conversation and and squash the shit and just be like No, just be like, I'm gonna be cool in my space, you be cool in your space. We don't need to have conversation between one another ever again. Michael Rappaport is just a fan. KD just don't need to address him. Yeah, that's my part. That's my point. Nothing need to be said. KD go about your business, so he got a bigger microphone. So does all those analysts out there that's going to continue to talk crap about you regardless, you know, it, just just ignore it. Be above that. Like, man, come on, man. Like, y'all, that, that Nets team, man, like, that's my my fear of that team. Yeah. They don't have the mental. Like, or all of them seem to, like, have those, like. They got the one guy. <laughs> they got the one guy that no matter what happens, he going to drop daggers. Or two. They, two. They, they, they play on the court. I'm saying, like, as far as, like, 
that team dynamics, I just don't see like how it's gonna like when it comes Kyrie, time. When it comes time, Kyrie has when it issues time. with the media and how they make them feel. KD, same way. You talking about when they in a pressure situation? Yeah, and like, they, I don't. It's 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 hard. Like it's it probably gonna happen. What I'm saying is it's hard for me to actualize right now. I just like see it come down to it, and they question them about, hey, why did you not pass it off to Kyrie on this situation? What well, what do you tell me? What to, that's what play we practice. Like I feel like they'll break down halfway through the game. Time time will tell. Time will tell, man. Time will tell. Speaking of breakdown, man, there's a breakup out here in um you know rap land, Quavo. And sweetie, mm-hmm. um, everything online has happened. They broke up, you know, typical. You know what I mean? She he he found the lady he loved. She was relatively unknown. Brought her to prominence, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know she has her own career. I've never listened to any of her music. That's mm-hmm. no disrespect to her. It's just not my not my speed. But I heard she. I know she got some smashes out there, out there on uh you know, out there in the virtual world. But they broken up, went their separate ways. It started when uh, she went on, kind of came to a head with Justin LaBoy. He has a pretty popular uh, podcast and YouTube channel on Revolt TV. Apparently, over this past, last weekend, he got into it with Quavo, and then she said some things on uh, Justin LaBoy's show to where if she had a threesome, it would be with two dudes. Clearly, her and Quavo was still going through a breakup behind the scenes, but it's just... Some some things happened with Justin LaBoy where he, he kept posting things or his team kept posting things. Quavo felt a certain type of way, like, all right, shit, if I'm breaking up with you, I'm breaking up with you. But the respect is a respect thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, on top of them breaking up, you get this video that's apparently from 2020 of him and Sweetie getting into a scuffle. To that prez, you say about this 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 scuffle they got into. And that's kind of like what it was. It was like a a, a real scuffle. Like I, don't, I ain't see nothing like really thrown. Like I, it, it's unfortunate that it happened, but it, and 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 guy versus a, a girl it, that tends to go one way. It has gone the other way from time to time. But in these like this type typically goes. But it seemed like they kind of like squashed and got what over. But like. I know I'd have been in some Yeah, he's <laughs> apparently allegedly he cheated, you know. Yeah. So this is a bad breakup publicly. Yeah. Um do you do you think that he has the right to reserve the right to hey, I cheated, but I want to break up respectfully. Everybody don't need to know everything. You know what I'm saying as far as I think that yeah, I mean <laughs> family business is family business, you know, in my household, my household like what are you trying to gain off this? You know what I mean? If if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Go on about your whether it was my fault or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, it didn't go. Like, go about your way. Like, why do you need to throw dirt or salt on somebody else's name? I said, yeah, yeah, sweetie. Yeah, what? Yeah. what you, or the Quavo's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? 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 What's the need of it? I mean, let's be adults about the situation. Just go on about different ways, whatever. You know what I mean? Neither one of y'all was married. It's a breakup. Yeah. It happens. Have you ever had... Do like uh, Taylor uh, Swift. Go make a damn song about it. Make millions of dollars. Like, use use it to your advantage that way. <laughs> if you're willing to share and get real, have you ever been in a relationship in which something similar to this has happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've been in a toxic relationship where something like this has happened 
And if it wasn't for my cousins being in that vicinity at the time, I'm probably in jail at that time because cooler heads don't always prevail. And I think that from the shit that we saw with her swinging on on him, that piece, now if they're going to leak some shit, leak something damaging. You know what I mean? If you're going to go there, but like she was swinging and it seemed like a couple having a, a... Disagreement. A disagreement. It got somewhat physical, but he didn't put his. He didn't like. Yeah, he wasn't trying to swing on her. He wasn't trying to hurt her. He was trying to get whatever she she had to take and use as a leverage. Yeah, that's where it comes on. It's just like. I've I've been in that. I've been in those situations. Damaging more damaging than what really happened or what was going on. I would have to know the full story because he had the cooler head to stop. Stop, look July. back. He looked back. I mean, he didn't help her up or anything like that. But he like you gotta understand, to. you upset in that moment. And I'm not making it okay for any of this to happen. But I'm just saying, if we being real, and some of us have been in toxic relationships, or you even been in relationships to where you fucked up, like dudes, females, like if you got caught cheating or you've been in some shit where you cheated, and that was like the first time your your old lady or your dude found out you you cheated, that could be like shit can go left. In an instant, shit's mm. thrown your way. You getting kicked out. Your sh- your shit's getting damaged. Your PlayStation three, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Baby. I remember my Xbox three sixty got. Like, what do you do at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do at that point? So Are you? I, can, can I say something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I get what you're saying. That you go that route. Like, they try to find any and everything to like get back at you. But like, I know. Specific, specifically, like when one of those type of incidents happened, and one of my systems got I was like, I work, I replace it. But you cool. But you yeah, you but go you and go. you. Bitch, you crazy. <laughs> bitch, you crazy. You out of here. You out of here. Because if you could act like this about this shit, I don't know what else your ass gonna break next. Yeah. What is it gonna be? My TV? What is it gonna be? This? And at a certain point, you you can't be keep continue to put yourself nah. in in certain places and spaces and destroying my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to call the law on you. I don't. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to put you in jail or nothing like that, but at a certain point, fellas, <laughs> and you in these situations, someone please call 911 <laughs> because any other way you end up like Quavo years later, this shit releasing when shit go bad in your relationship because women are hurt. Men do shit like this too, so it's not just women, but like people are hurt, so they're going to put yeah. shit out there to make you look like you the scum of the earth when all you really did was cheat the entire time. And you, you know, whatever you want to say with the Kevin Samuels thing, being a high value man, <laughs> he's cheating and stuff like that. But I just, yo, I got to put you on the Kevin Samuels. I, I ain't been sending that your way because I know you ain't into Kevin Samuels. Who's Kevin Samuels? Oh, we wait till after the podcast, man. I'm going to tell okay. you about I'm going to send you some stuff about Kevin Samuels. He said, high value, man. put it like this. He be he been out here killing these women lately on like men cheat because they can high value men and all these six figure um, dudes that women want all they have he be like yeah Yo, you five four one eighty like no you don't get to have your pick of the litter with a high value man and, and they cheat yeah. because they can not be you know what I mean like but they, they it's their job to do it respectfully and you either deal with it or you don't <laughs> funny shit man but it it, it be. It be some shit that some dudes that if they had that money, they would do. And I know a lot of happy married dudes, but I know a lot of dudes that would do that shit if they were in a position to do it. It's just yeah. not. But um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, for me, this this was something bad that, situation, bad way yeah. that came out. Uh, like I said, the video can look damning, but like without knowing the whole story, is all I'm gonna say is ain't the worst one we done seen of these type of elevator type videos. No, no, it no. was actually it seemed like the guy uh, or Quavo held his. He got it. He got his possession back and fell back from continuing to do whatever he needs to do. Hopefully they can find a way to be adults and, and get through this, um, you know, long-term, man. But, uh, but yeah, that's that, man. But let's just do a huge, quick, get to our, our next uh, topic here. Cameron Norrie's Drink Champs man, interview. I ain't seen it yet, man. I want to see it. I got to see it. I got to watch it. Just yeah. ain't had the time. They promoted the hell out of this on Instagram yeah. and everywhere else. Like, all you saw was clips and stuff like that, man. And, and Cameron, man, he... He one of the few cats that went to Drink Champs sober, and it was a great-ass interview. You know what I'm saying? As far as he went from everything, from Children of the Corn to his hooping background to him and Nori's issues to Jim Jones' issues to Jay-Z, Nas, B, 50 Cent, 50 Cent. This was this is what I feel like Nori was put on this earth to do, man. He's a great, great interviewer, man. Like That's one of the podcasts I look up to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, his, his his ability to just have these guys open up and and, have and keep have a conversation is dope. So that's some of the stuff you're gonna get from the Cameron interview. I'm a Cameron stan. If nobody knows, Killer is in my personal top five at any time. I'm gonna listen to Cam, and I don't care if you say he went to nursery rap. He had to dumb it down so y'all would feel how y'all feel about Cam. And I yeah. don't think if Cam kept rapping like he rapped on SDE, that the world feels the same way about Cam. You coming from the South, cats from the West Coast, cats from the Midwest, love Dipset. And it's because he switched it up after sports, drugs, entertainment. That's just my personal thing that I that I feel. But everybody know Cam can rap. But great interview. Shout out to Nori. Y'all check that out, man. It's, it's dope, man. All right, man. What we got next? Sports, sports or music? Oh, we're going sports first. Yeah, yeah. I think we got a lot of music to cover. We got a lot so. of sports to catch up on too, man, bro. All right, man. Um, So... Let's let's jump into the the less the less uh let's talk about the the couple of events that happened and then we'll get into our specific teams. Yeah, we can start with whoever whoever we want to talk about. We can start with. Uh, let's start with the recent IG release. Oh, uh, <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> Yo, your man Paul Pierce was wilding on Instagram this past weekend. For those that don't know. For some reason, Paul Pierce pulled up his IG this past weekend, and he had escorts out the wazoo. He had weed, and to each his own, baby, because I enjoyed the it hell sound, out of it. It looked like they was having like a poker game. It sounded like they were having a blast. It looked like they were having a blast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Poker night with the boys, had all this other stuff going on. But Listen, he did it responsibly. All the things that we tell these athletes to do, he did it. He paid for the escorts, had them there. He was playing poker with his boys, was smoking weed legally. Mm-hmm. What, what was wrong with that? What was wrong what, with that? What was wrong is he got on there and everybody knows, like, he 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 messed with his image. Like, you do that. But do it. Why you got to tell everybody? Like, why you got to get out here bragging about that? Like, just do it because it's somebody that's always going to hate. But it seemed like he was trying to get somebody, another one to come over. That's what he was doing. <laughs> it was the one that he wanted. Do you think he was that. so high that he didn't even know he really yeah, was on bro, IG man. Live? And then by the time he got on, he's like, fuck it. Yeah. We here now. 
Man, I saw comments on there like, ain't you married? Don't you got kids and all that? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, shit, even if he did at this point, either she gonna stay or she ain't, but it's out there now. It's out mm-hmm. there now. But that was like the most hilarious thing <laughs> I saw all weekend because he was living his best life. And for me, I I didn't care. Nah, I didn't care. I didn't either. care because he like, oh, he fired from ESPN now. The man's a multi-millionaire. So what? He don't care. He don't need ESP. He don't need that job. Like he doing that to have something they to do. They need him more than anything. Come on, you, man. You, those personalities, like you're only gonna. I mean, the way he gets on there and tells his stories and everything, that kind of stuff is kind of like you know. That's gold. Reinvigorates. That's like gold. A lot of things on there. I mean, like especially during these dead times they have in sports. If they can get Paul Pierce on there to tell a story or talk about why he's still better than LeBron James yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like I said, man, I don't give a shit. That's that's his life. If he married yeah. and it, it really was some shit where he he's screwing up in his marriage, you, we don't know where he at in his marriage or yeah. what's going on or whether they separated or whether they not together. You don't know that. Like, so all these holier than now. Well, we didn't know that he was having escorts over. Yeah, and, we didn't and, either. And having a game <laughs> until he put it out there. So. Hey. Listen. All I'm just saying, man, is like some of these athletes, bro, like put, put away the damn party. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, if man. We, everything don't got to be on it. you go out and we at that party, bro, if you brung with your phone, I may break your phone yeah, and, then, <laughs> and like, tell you I'll buy you another one. Like, right, right, mm, man. Ain't we, no evidence. We, we both been to this strip club before. We've both either taken our wives to the strip club before or been in there and our wives knew all about it, but if somebody pulled out their phone and all that, nah, bro, come on, man. Like, you know, nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? But if I've been drinking and I'm having a good time in the strip club, who's to say that... <laughs> <laughs> who's to say that you will catch me like, hey, hey. But luckily, the strip joints I go to, you can't pull your phone out when I'm back in the States, so... Either way, like you said, man, keep keep the goddamn phone out of this yeah, stuff, and that's just it. you know, just be responsible, man. Be responsible with your escorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. But somebody who was irresponsible uh, with their with their speech this week, ah, uh, Dan Orlovsky. If some of you folks don't know who Dan Orlovsky is, he is an ESPN analyst, former NFL quarterback, and I will not say what type of quarterback he was while he was in the NFL because that's neither here nor there. Let's just say he make a better. Uh, oh, he's he, a better analyst, far far better, better analyst. analyst, a better coach or something like yeah. that. You know, like uh, what was it, Carson? Uh, not uh, Carson. Uh, Carson Wentz. No, not Carson Wentz. The uh, Carson Palmer. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his brother, like horrible. Like yeah, NFL, awesome, awesome coach. NFL coach, but like, hey, he be coaching up those guys and get his money every draft time, like yeah. getting these guys ready. Uh, so but, yeah, take take it from there, Prez. You you can break it down because this this was something that's uh you was passionate about. Uh, so first we we had a caller like uh, a loyal listener, like he sent his little spill on it. So do we want to play that first and then I speak from that point after after he made his point on that? I think because. People hear from us all the time, but yeah, just, yeah, for sure. How the fans are feeling? So this is our friend of the show, JB. He's basically talking about whether the comments that Dan Orlovsky said about Justin Fields and his ability to progress through his reads and the black quarterback narrative. There seemed to be a lot of uproar about that. So what we asked JB is being an Ohio State fan, and this man is numbers guy. We call him that on our group chat and stuff like that. He he knows a whole lot about um, Tosu. What I'm going to say, the Ohio State University, rather. Not to say that I need to be said, but I need the people that's listening to know that where he's coming from before they hear his words. So 
I'm gonna play this uh this clip here briefly. Okay, so this is my take on Justin Fields and everything that's going on right now with uh, some of the draft analysts talking about Fields uh, not being able to excel at the next level. That argument or that position I can buy into just based off of the history of quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State and going into the NFL. Uh, We've got a bad track record. Probably the best quarterback we've put into the league was Art Schleister, and he couldn't stay out of prison. So that's that's what it is. So that argument's fair. But anyone making any type of accusations of Fields not being committed and being the last one in the locker room and the first one out, that's just bullshit uh, straight up and down. And and to put that message out there is dangerous and it runs along the same lines as things we've consistently heard to black quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Yet when you got a head case like Ryan Leaf that was coming out and everyone knew it, that type of argument wasn't made against him. Uh, And the easiest way to tell that Fields is a workaholic and he's not the first person in, or I'm sorry, that he's not the last person in and the first person out, is physically, my man just ran a 4.4 in his pro day. He was dropping dimes all over the field. And I would say physically, Justin Fields is the most elite quarterback to come into the league in probably the past 10 years. His physical tools are far beyond anyone else, and that's because of how much time he spends in the gym. So going to the next level, I think he's going to have to moderate his time spent on the gym, and he will need to work on some progressions and working through those progressions, not staring down his first option and going to the first option. But that's what he was asked to do at Ohio State, and he did it really well, and he threw the ball really well. Can he can he make those reads and progress? Uh, I think so. Uh, there were times when he had to do it, and he was able to. I think it would be unfair to judge him based off the Alabama game because uh, he was he was running for his life the Alabama game because our offensive line didn't hold up at all. So um, overall, I think it's fair to have doubts based off of the history of Ohio State quarterbacks coming into the NFL. But the the point brought up by Dan Orlovsky or whoever it is, that's just complete bullshit. And uh, he's got to know better than that. And it's, I won't even say it's coded talk anymore. It's, it's blatant and everyone knows what it is. So I think those was a uh, great points by JB and uh, <laughs> just to rewind it a little bit. This is what was going on. 
Uh, Arflowski was on the Pat McAfee show, which I I truly like. I, yeah, I've rocked with Pat McAfee. Is genuine, like so. But anyway, ESPN had been banned. I don't know if you know this. They they had banned these people not two weeks ago because they brought information and it seemed like they was leaking the information first on the Pat McAfee show, and they ain't like that, right? For the people that's listening, this is where the original comments from Dan Olawski stem from the Pat McAfee show, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just giving you the whole little backstory on it. So uh, Diana Rousselini, she got up in that. uh, She uh, leaked the whole Russell Wilson wanted out of and wanted to trade, or he wanted he was having difficulties up there in Seattle. After that, hey, ESPN kind of blocked him. Like, nah, nah, nah. Because every time they was getting credit was this person on the Pat McAfee show. They ain't like that. They ain't seen, they seem to not like that. But then they got even bad, more bad press because the Pat McAfee show was kind of bigger <laughs> than the ESPN show. So it was just like, oh, ESPN is just horrible. They can't do this. So they let them back on. This is like Dan's like first time back on again. And it seems like outside looking in, it, it seems like he wanted that same notoriety that they gave. This other person when she was on there. And you know what I mean? So he coming with a little bit more shock value thing. So he come out there, he say these statements, as JB actually said over here, and he gave his point of view, just like it, it don't seem like that, right? Uh from Justin Fields' point of view, it never seemed like he was a lazy. So this narrative that's shooting out there, I have the question. I'm not gonna get mad at Dan Orflowski. He's the one who delivered it. For us to sit here and for our the way I feel, it's like everybody getting mad at Dan for saying it. I, I applaud him actually because thank you for letting us know how these NFL uh, owners and teams and all these other people are still feeling. And it may be somebody; it had to be somebody within the organization of Ohio State too to give them that information, right? Because the teams ain't really been with them. Uh, but. If you go back and watch anything on Justin Field, which he has a ton of tape out there, because this dude has been going neck to neck with uh against Sunshine since day one. Like they they went to offer uh opposite high schools and they've been competitors for the longest. Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, my fault. Uh is it okay to call him that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's referencing uh old movie. Yeah, okay. Remember the Titans. It ain't racist uh-huh. yet. Go ahead. Continue on. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> so, but I'm saying, like, they, they've been watching these people since 2015, 2016, like, as they've been coming up in high school. And there's tons of tape, tons of camps where both of them have went, and they've been, like, uh, going head-to-head so many times. And it always seems like I know, for one, I watched, like, the Elite 11 on, if you go YouTube, Elite 11, and look up Justin Fields' name versus Trevor Lawrence, I guarantee a video going to pop up. Watch that. It's showing, like, where kind of got beat, did up, like, they didn't. And this is just, like, all just, like, uh, they, they don't have pads on, nothing like, this one of those uh, QB camps. But showed that he was coachable because he came back and ended up winning and winning MVP on top of that and had to play against Trevor Lawrence. So that right there, just watching that game just showed me, like, what people were saying right here. Just like, I don't think somebody just lose that type of mentality. Like, he had that at this top level back then, and it just continued to build. The whole reason he left and went to Ohio State is because uh, Georgia, when he was leaving one of the games or whatever, they they, they messed around and called him the N-word, and he just didn't feel comfortable at that school no more, which – it's on his right to actually lead that school. Now, Ohio State has a history 
uh, with their quarterbacks. It's not good. It's not good. You know what I mean? Like, they came in. Let's let's call space for you. Had uh, Haskins who just came out of there. I we we know his trouble. Yeah, they the haven't league. they haven't had a good quarterback you coming had, out of there for years. I, I can't name you the last productive Ohio State University quarterback. But I don't consider him being in part of that same program. He came there with a different work ethic and got out of that. But that's how they they comparing the two. I don't feel like it's a fair narrative because if you want to look at it that way, you're looking at what the programs did, why are they giving the benefit of doubt to Alabama quarterbacks? Because they done came out and haven't been great in the league at, as well. The, the, now, what, the, I will, what I will say to that point is Mac Jones does look good. Like, yeah. like he looks, he looks good. He look, like both of them, like what you're saying about both the uh, quarterbacks, both of them look like ah, these might not be the same narratives as what's placed upon those two programs. Because you're right, like I've, that's all I've heard is that Alabama don't produce good quarterbacks, and except for Jalen Hurts. But my thing is, like these two quarterbacks look like they can be the two guys that can break the mold based on what they've done. But again, they come from loaded, very loaded teams to where sometimes I feel like being on a, a loaded and keep your point real quick but I feel like being on a loaded team can also be a detriment to you as a quarterback yeah. because they start saying you can only make one read well if my one read is always open like 90% of the time <laughs> I'm, I'm going it. to trust it that guy yeah. to uncover and then that's what your coach to do is to go to where the play is designed to go I'm Yes, I'm supposed to see these other guys, but if my man is burning this cat or beating this cat all game long, I'm going to give my first read the benefit of the doubt. So I, it's like a gift and a curse at, at the same time. But go back to your I, point. I get what you're saying, and I, I hate that colleges, the, they, they always give a black quarterback comparison when they're talking negative, but nobody seems to constantly bring up. And Tebow, Tebow was garbage <laughs> like in the league, and that's what he was. But he's he a winner. <laughs> He's a winner, proven winner. He can hype those guys up and and there. There's nothing to you know to discount nah, for that, Prez. Like, so right? I mean, like he came in the league <laughs> and all these intangibles that they are saying are are to the detriment. Well, he was a hard worker, you know, and all this other stuff. But he just trashed. He was trash in the league. Let's not let's not sugarcoat that. He had that winning spirit, or whatever. But as far great as defense, and a great defense behind them too. That entire time that they were winning those games, they were keeping them in that game. So that's that's what you kind of built that team to do. But go ahead, man. I, yeah. F- so F-T-Bow. so yeah, they don't ever go down. They don't talk bad about those. They, they ain't talking. Uh, Trey Lance is in these conversations, but they're not talking in the past on North Dakota, North State, Dakota State and, and Carson, Carson Wentz wins, not working you know out. He's I mean? still an unfinished thing, yeah. but he hasn't worked out. Then you're also, uh, what's the guy from B- BYU? Um, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson stunk it up when they went to play uh, what, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. He stunk it up when they went, went to play them. So here, here's the thing. And then you still, if you talk about the tape of Justin Fields, he has shown out, like I told you, you go watch that Elite 11. Anytime he has to go against Trevor Lawrence, but, anytime but, that he had to go against him, and that's shown in college as well when Ohio State plays like Clemson, he shows out he has his best games. So he, he step, it's on tape that he steps up to competition. Even the game that they end up losing uh, this year, you like at the end, it was still like you didn't think he was the fault. He was playing injured. And still giving his all. If you were, if you were a analyst, what would you do? Because here's, 
and, and then I, I got something to say after that. But here's the question I first want you to ask. If you were an analyst and you had information like that, but it was not from a uh, substant. Well, you couldn't release who it was from, but they told you what. It, would you put it on air that he's the last guy in, first guy out? So I want you to answer that question. The NFL has a problem. They have a problem. The same team that, you know, was holding the guy that started the whole kneeling or, you know, kickstarted it. You know, that's who they're going to credit it with, Colin Kaepernick. And they move up, and now there they're, has to be one of those top three teams that got to be dropping that narrative about Justin Fields, right? Because you know that you ain't going to pick him. But everybody knows his, his status and everything, so you got to kind of start selling public opinion. So they start dropping this is why we're not going to pick him. But it kind of seemed like it could be because you just don't want to go through that controversy no more. You know what I mean? So, But the problem that I'm trying to get to is that's the NFL's problem. Any other organization that you're working for, they have a program where you can come out there and you can just leak. Hey, man, I think this dude's racist or they saying like these type of comments and it's constantly coming out. Like, we need to get them out of there, right? Any team that's constantly thinking this way and trying to drop those narratives. You've I had Ryan Leaf who was a head case. Yeah. Remember Ryan Leaf from years ago? Um, to all our football aficionados out there. So here's the thing. We, we're not I, – I, I got something for you, Perez, because you can eloquently break it down for me. The – the combine and all that stuff. You know me, man. I I don't yeah. I don't care for all that. I, I, I like to watch I, what you've done on game t- on game day and all that stuff. That counts for me. I will go back and watch everything you've done on game tape. I'm not into the combine. Sorry, guys. I'm not into like all of this over draft analysis. I'm not into the pro day. I think pro days are overhyped for me. But I get you guys that love it. I just don't. I When my team drafts the guy, then I pay attention to said guy. But before then, I don't drive myself crazy with that. But when you're doing this analysis, there's tons of guys. And the type of analyst I like is when it's football-based. Don't give me the shit that you can't prove. Give me the shit that you saw on film. Do yeah. your fucking job as an analyst and give me the shit that you saw from a football aspect. But, but, but that's not what we but that's not what, what we talking about here. We're talking about the shit that's not football. That's not things that you can you can get. Yes, you got it from somebody else, but when you put certain type of coded language out there, what do you get, Press? It, it sounds it sounds racist. To our listeners out there that may not be black or brown or minority, you have no idea when you hear this. But some of the things that you hear, lazy, those are a lot of things that people hear about black quarterbacks. Um, um, he's unable to make his his first read. That means he's not intelligent. Yep. You know what I mean? These are things that have been said about black folks for years. You don't know it, uh, people that may not be black, because you don't get those those different type of things. But just think about how many quarterbacks have been labeled that over the years that are black quarterbacks and think about how these black quarterbacks are changing the game now. And, and, and then, and it, you know what I'm but, saying? But, but what it turns out to it, me... It just doesn't just, need to be said. it turns out to me, and this is the part that I'm like, when you tell me that you can't get somebody right here, it, it makes me question the coach more than anything. I don't know why they always put it on the player. It's like, you're supposed to be a great coach. You're supposed to go and motivate anybody. And you know, I know there are those some players that are complete lost, but it just couldn't can't be consistent like this. Like, you have a system then 
that's not conducive to this right here. That's that's your problem. That is your flaw, not the player's flaw, because this player the one at the high school level, at the college level, and you can't get him to win at this level. Yeah. That sounds like a coaching issue to me. It's like you don't even have the pieces to go around him. That's what I mean. You got years of bad drafting, and you can't adapt your style to adjust for anyone. So that means you're in a box, and that means I can't win with you as a coach because as the game changes, you ain't. And everybody's going to figure out you, and you're going to be – you're going to lose anywhere it go. That's how I look at it. If the game is changing, they got these mobile quarterbacks, but you're used to a pocket pass and you saying that's going to work. But that's all you worried about though if you're the if if you're the if if this is the quarterback of, of your team. What are you most concerned about, Perez? Him throwing the ball or all the other things that come with the athletic ability and all the Throw the ball. Okay. So that's that's really where we need to be focused on with the quarterback because that's what you're going to do the line share time. So I, I get it. You know, you got guys like Lamar Jackson, you got Kyler Murray and things that they can use their legs smartly and sparingly, but can you throw the ball? That's that's that. Give me that analysis. Give yeah. me that analysis. But before we, we leave this topic, I want you to give me consp conspiracy theory press today. You brought up an excellent point behind the scenes about how you really not mad at Dan Orlowski. Oh, I, I said that earlier. I'm not mad at him. I, I think they need a whistleblower. Uh, this should be like oh, a you didn't You didn't say who it was, who you think it is. That's what you didn't say. <laughs> I was listening. I know what you said, but you didn't say. I want you to give that it's point the, that you gave me earlier. about. I think it's the team owners and the NFL execs that have the problem. Like, they the only ones who would have this info and would be afforded to leak this or let this narrative play out. Like, that's, that's it. So it's those people that has to change. If their mentality is stuck in 1980s, and, and that's they don't the want a black win. quarterback the head of their franchise. No, because they don't want the controversy that may go around it. You don't want the person. You're scared they may have to speak out on these social issues that's going on, and you don't want to be a part of that. It's point blank. That's prayers with the conspiracy theories, but, hey, y'all dwell on it. Y'all think about it. Do we have a point? Did we cover it? Were we valid? Was it unbiased? We thinking too hard on it? Let us know, man. Let us know. Let us know. All right. All right. Uh, so the Raiders. Or do, or do you want to go first? Do you yeah, I'm going to be Eagles? real quick. Okay, I'm going to be real quick. Let's talk about the Eagles, man. Uh, Catch us up. Like we, we talked about this a couple of times, but I tell you what, it got cut on the editing room floor uh, when we had other topics just to keep uh, the conversation going. So Catch us up from the end of the season to now on Eagles moves, what's been going on, and where do you think they're going forward? Yeah, so you know our final game, it was kind of a shit show. Doug Peterson uh, took Jalen Hurts out randomly at a certain point in the game where we all questioned it, and we thought at the time it was to get the number six pick. Fast forward um, till, well, let me fast forward till free agency. Nobody, no real big splashes to really uh, talk about, to be honest with you. But we did get a few bargain buys, but it's guys that we had to keep on the team because we knew we weren't going to go big because I think it's well known in this organization that this is going to be a down year. And we have mismanaged our cap situation. We've held on to some of our old guys way, 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 way too long. And I know I'm being general here, but it's just kind of how – down I am about what's really going on. So there's no need for me to be super passionate about it. But what I will say is 
kind of fast forward to this trade here with the Dolphins where we trade back from number six to number 12. Uh, what do you got here? Uh, we trade pick six and number 156 to the Dolphins, and then we picked up number 12, 123, and a 2022 first rounder. Initially, I was pissed the fuck off because we had a short shot and you give me the names because, like you said, I, I like I said earlier, I'm not huge in the college football. I just get into it the, the closer it gets into the bowl games and the games that mean something at the end of the season when people are playing competition. But so you got the tight end from Florida. Yep. His name, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. All right. So you have the tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts, and then you also have Jamar Chase who sat out a year who – was better than what's old buddy in Minnesota rook, offensive rookie of the year? Oh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, who we could have had yeah. last year had we just picked them at where we were at. Yeah. Uh, so to go from having two of those guys, because here's the thing: like you got to put this guy in position to do his thing in Jalen Hurts. But if you if you don't, you got to give him receivers, running backs. I think that we have a slew of running backs that can get the job done by committee. It's no big name, but we have miles, a bunch, right? yeah, yeah, Miles, but he can't, he can't stay healthy for, you know. So you got Boston Scott, you know, a, a great replacement to Sproles as far as a little running back that runs with a lot of heart. So we got those two, right? I'm cool with those two staying there. I, I never really want a big name running back anymore if I can help it because those guys are like a diamond, like a diamond and rough. If you get one that's really great and they manage to stay healthy for a long time, great. But more often than not, you get a guy that. Give you three, four good years, and then it's downhill. Downhill, so just jump off the chip early, right? Right. So I don't, I don't want to get his best four years while we suck. <laughs> so my point is, you know, kind of moving on. So I thought that we had a short shot in Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, and I'm like, all right, cool, we're gonna get that. Our O line is still pretty ravaged, but they were hurt a lot last year. Even though they were older, they were hurt. I think we could be a middle of the pack offensive line, and with him being able to move and make good decisions, I was comfortable with that with a Jamal Chase or a Kyle Pitts because I know Zach Ertz is out the door yeah. before uh, that June deadline. I, don't, I forget what deadline it is, but that's I think that's the last time where you can start making some moves prior to the um, spring training, not spring training, um, um, the camp opens up. So that's what I wanted. Those two guys, and I was cool with that. I thought it was no way Howie Roseman could fuck this shit up. But Howie found a way to Howie. Yeah. He found a way to Howie, and then other people would be like, yo, Cash, there's, there's other ways. You guys now have three first-round picks in 2022. You can leverage that for this, leverage that for this. And what I will say to you is, if you're an Eagles fan or if you remotely follow the Eagles in the past couple years, just name me one guy. All right, game, name me three in this whole entire tenure that we've knocked it out the park with. Yeah, We got that Super Bowl, and I think that clouds a lot of people's judgment. Oh, you want, want a Super Bowl? Yeah, but I mean, you know, what I mean, that's the stars aligned that year. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's hard Nikki to win Foles. it, but how many times did we go through that one, that first dream team, and then like how he always makes big splashes in free agency, but a lot of the time those dudes don't really pan out. So he's a free agency guy. He'll go get the big name, but those guys don't pan out. And then our draft picks, those guys don't pan out either over time. So if you're asking me as an Eagles fan whether I care about having those three picks to either leverage for a big time free agent or to move up in the draft, move back and wheel and deal. I, I I don't have a lot of faith 
in our scouting team. I don't have a lot of faith in our GM that they will get it right because they haven't got it right. Their track record speaks for itself. So what we get at number 12, I can't even begin to tell you I've looked at number 12. Yeah. I just hoping that we we land somebody solid like every year. But and it then, made sense that where the spot y'all was at because I mean, like you saying, like a Jamar you, it Chase can't miss copies, two like, guys. You like, cannot like, miss. You didn't need a quarterback. Y'all y'all good on the you're quarterback. You're getting rid of your tight end. You and, know and you're you, getting rid of you tight end. You know the top three are pretty much probably going to get quarterbacks. If not, that least leaves one yeah, of the guys. Top four yeah. are going to be quarterback. Cause that's that's got to be why Miami moved back up to get one of those key players, those difference makers, and you knew for sure you was getting one at number six. Yeah, and now you knew you, you were keeping. You knew you were keeping Jalen Hurts. So it's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta get these guys somebody to throw the ball to. So with that said, man, I'm just gonna say that I, I know we got a good two three years ahead of us before we back on and being competitive. Because we got to rid a lot of these contracts. We paying Carson Wentz all this dead cap money, yeah. the most in the NFL, and then we're going to have to do the same thing with Zach Ertz because we didn't get rid of him, and we're gonna have to do the same thing with damn Alshon Jeffrey. Like, so we 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 about to get hit, and it's not as big as Carson Wentz, but it's still shit that if y'all would have took care of this shit a little bit earlier, maybe the cap hits ain't as big. So that's what I'll say about my Eagles. I I know it doesn't sound really optimistic, but it's a show and prove game now. Like you draft well, you do well, then I may give you a hats off. But until you prove yourself in the draft and free agency and guys that who stick and actually make a difference in the team, I, I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. But I mean, I am hyped for the draft as always, man. And there you have it. Cash anti-optimistic <laughs> look on the Eagles as always. And then we'll see once the season come along. Does he slowly, slowly get that, you know, we that vigor? <laughs> They're going to win it all <laughs> before it, 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 at the end of the season, it drops back to ah, the Eagles are the Eagles. Cash, we talked about your Eagles. Now it's time to get on these Raiders. Yeah, man, let's get, let's have it. Let's have it. What, what's, what's been going on with your guys, so, man? It was the end of the season that happened. I think that was the last time we really, like, spoke on them. And I, w- I will tell you right now, man, the same thing that happens at the end of every season with the Raiders happen once again. <laughs> do, you, do you know what that is? <laughs> I know you're going to tell us. Hey, man. Hey, we needed a defensive coordinator leading that, leaving yeah. that season. We fired ours halfway through the season. But they trying to get rid of D.C., the other DC, the main DC, the quarterback, trying to get rid of him once again, have him go out. And then, and why? The dude has been nothing but consistent on, on, on that level. You know what I mean? Have we been winning the way we want to win? No. But I feel like the wins that we do have is a big part due to Derek Carr. And I know some people are going to say, oh, you on the Derek Carr train, da 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 No, I'm just telling you, as a fan, there is some quarterbacks that we done went through that has been flat out horrible. And I'm not ready to jump back in that pool when we got a decent quarterback at the reins. Unless we can upgrade, I don't want to get rid of him. Unless we can upgrade without losing much. You know what I mean? So I know, and, and that's hard to do right now because he's at a level of where you're going. I know you're going to say top 20. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the, the yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like, like if I had him as my franchise quarterback, I wouldn't necessarily be upset. Like I, I, I have my things about him, and I'm sure you have your things to where yo he fumbles do, a lot. get it. Yeah, fumbles a lot. Get it done when we are a winning team. If we're six and three, there's no reason for you to be as good as you are that we don't make the playoffs. Exactly. Just based on your talent alone. 
But everybody's saying like they want to blame Derek Carr for that, but I, I, it's more. It's more the team thing. Like we literally fired our defense coordinator. The problem has been defense in this past little, little thing. John Gruden got that. He got the offense being potent. Like it's been potent these past time. He it falls flat halfway through the season, but that's overall like as the offense. It's not Derek Carr. So hey, I'm done with that. So we finally get our defense coordinator, right? Gus Bradley. We get him to replace him. Uh, how do you feel about Gus Bradley? Do you know about Gus Bradley? No. Uh, he coming from uh, San Diego. He was part of the, originally part of the Legion of Doom, helped build that up. You know, Legion of Boom? Uh, uh, Legion yeah. of Boom up there in Seattle. That's where everybody gets the name, and that's what they instantly think we're going to get Oh, now, here. yeah, now I feel great about him. Uh, but – he he was also part of that Jacksonville, that horrible Jacksonville time over oh. there. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I'm like <laughs> 50-50 now, 50-50, 50-50. So uh, it's one of those. Uh, I'm waiting for it. Show and prove. Show you know and tell. I mean? yeah. let's, 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 let's see how this uh, plays out. Uh, I I am more optimistic about it than I was last year because I knew we need to get rid of Paul Gunter last year. Our old defensive coordinator. It, it just wasn't working out. The you you was hearing the defensive players and what they were saying and how they were struggling. It was one player who was actually good on the with them and then he didn't even much last because he's out here doing his thing and hitting helmet to helmet hits and getting kicked out the league anyway uh but that was the one person that you know ringing like waving the flag for mm-hmm. paul gunter nobody else was right gus bradley come here see what he does right so now we go up into free agency free agency open up what is we before free agency even opened up we start hearing trouble about the offensive line. The one thing that we have going good for the uh, Raiders, we'd have had the top-paying offensive line. Uh, but I, to to the to the defense of the Raiders, this line has not been healthy in the past year, and we hodgepodge together. It still came out the same damn record we had the year before, eight and eight. And you know, so like, do both, we really both ways to, haven't worked? Yeah, both do approaches. we really need to pay all these players? And then Trent Brown. I was done with Trent Brown after the first year. Like it, he's he's dominant, but his attitude and his you know just his mm-hmm. mood swings and all this like it's not conducive to like building a strong team. And we need everybody brought in from the Raiders to get this culture thing going. We can't have anybody down it and bringing us back. We we we're wrapped on the cusp with, with all the the talent we have been bringing in from the first round draft picks and so how, I, how much they love football. I have a question right? about the talent. So t- tell us a little bit about. Some of the free agents that you've you've brought in that you're yeah. you're excited about, some of them that you're not excited about. So so and, that's where I was getting to. And where you guys are in the draft. Tell yeah. tell us about that. So the O line disappearing, like that really had me word like going up into like cause they didn't seem like they had a plan. Uh but like I said, they was overpaying a lot of these linemen, right? So you had to make some changes to make cuts to make the team around them a little bit better. That's the only way we was gonna get Bay to bring in other talent. So first thing we do is start cutting those players and then we we uh restructure a couple contracts, and then we get in Yannick Ngakwe, Yannick uh, Ngakwe, uh, defense end that was part of Gus Bradley, one of the highlights that he brought in over there at Jacksonville. And the dude is a specialist as a pass rush, you know what I mean? Not so great on the the, the run, but, hey, we have already had that field. That's what Cleveland Farrell like, has been like a, a – that's been his standing ground mm-hmm. on it, and it's not have been sexy for the 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 numbers and everything like everybody wanted to, and that's the reason they kind of start and say he's like a bust at number four. But hey, he comes in that that kind of slows up that that we get an effective pass rusher. So we're gonna see how that works out, and from there they kept going towards that defensive line, right? Because that was that's been our biggest problem. We haven't been able to get to a quarterback at all. It kind of what did us in like a lot of games last year. Yeah. 
Wait, is that your biggest? What's your second biggest problem? I want, did y'all address, did y'all address them corners? Yeah, nah. well, <laughs> like, but the, I, so I don't like, like this is my thing. So you think I, if they can get to the quarterback, then your quarterbacks would be sufficient. I think the, your the quarterback play steps up a little Secondary bit. Secondary would they, be okay. I'm not saying they superstars, but I think they may have been a little bit better than. Yeah, I get it. You, I get, you get it. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like we get a better defensive line push. It may step up that game of those cornerbacks just a little bit. You know what I mean? Because give them less time for the quarterback. Right now, man, they got to stay on the play. They got to stay on the play for like damn, that's seven, eight seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> long a, time. That's, that's any a, that's, any talented wide receiver that like you, nah, you can't have at that. this level. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna find an open spot or the quarterback gonna find somebody open that time. It's, yeah, it's like it's rushed. like playground. Yeah. Football at that point. Yeah. So uh, we get Quentin Jefferson from Seattle, another defensive tackle. We get Solomon Thomas, a defensive tackle from San Francisco that kind of been like a failed experiment for them. They drafted him. They moved him around a lot on the line, but mm-hmm. he's more of an interior defensive lineman, I think. So, hey, we taking a uh, chance on him. He was a former first-round draft pick. He's uh, He was the third pick in that draft, uh, but it didn't work out for him at the 49ers. Would that work for us? Don't know. We give it a shot. It, it could possibly work. I'm not willing to. I'm not gonna say anything bad about these players and what John Gruden them have planned for them because I tell you right now, I remember it. I didn't believe in your boy when he came out there, Nelson Aguilar, and I, I didn't think that was gonna work. And look how that turned out. That was like the best player, uh, one of the best wide receivers on our team last year. So, hey, you got you got to give it show and prove. Uh, they also got what. Uh, we got Kenyon Drake came in. We got uh, – that was a running back for Arizona. He come over, another Alabama product, tie in with Josh Jacobs. Now we got two number one type running backs. I so read we'll see how that Thunder doing. and Lightning. Oh, yeah, man. They come know. on, man. You're so corny. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> come on, I really man. see him as like uh, he was able to do a lot of things over there at Arizona that got me like, you know uh, – be able to put him in like slot and and going out there catching the ball and all this other thing. And he can still run the ball very effectively. So like <laughs> even if you're gonna put him up there just spelling uh Josh Jacobs, he's very capable. You don't lose anything with Josh Jacobs being out or when we need to spell him for a little bit, right? Uh then you had uh John Brown, aka Smoke from from Buffalo. A little bit older receiver, 31, uh, but he got speed. So you get two. Now you got that dual speed. And you hope he can stay healthy. And you hope he can stay healthy. He's smaller frame. I know he's going to get injured, but, like, (laughs) this is the part. Like, I was worried about that when we first made that move. But uh, John Gruden has doubled down on this wide receiving room. We got Willie Sneed, and then we re-signed Zay Jones as well, right? So, don't know why Zay Jones is still in there, but he's still he, – he's consistent. You know what I mean? Like, he 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 give you depth. He ain't going to be the number one receiver. He ain't going to be the number two. But he gives you that that room to actually, like, spell them out, and, and you ain't going to lose too much. You know what I mean? And he must – what, he threw one touchdown last year. Well, almost a touchdown threw it, and they got hit out at the one. But what, he, you, what are you hoping – plays. What are you hoping uh, out of the free agents that you you have and, and that, that Raiders fans know about – because you're, that's who we're speaking to, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you feel, or what do you feel that you're missing going into the draft? So like, we still, what do you need? We like, still need a safety and a right tackle. We went, so as as a what free, about your boy your boy so as, Abrams so that as, you've been so as champion? A free, we need a free safety. Okay. Uh, so as the uh, as free agency played out, 
uh, we the line, some of those players, the 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 good portion of the players like that uh, wasn't as injured, minus Rodney Huston, who our center, who kind of left, but it seemed like they had picked out a guy a couple years ago and was bringing him up, and he's ready. Lo and behold, they gave him a big contract, uh, a re-signing. He was an undrafted free agent, Andre James. He was a guard. Now it's changed to a center. But after seeing what they're doing, they gave him a big contract, which kind of like, okay, maybe they do have the confidence in him. They re-signed Colton Miller for that left tackle. Uh, Richie Incognito, D-Raider of D-Raiders, you know what I mean? Like, And we know about all his history, but he's just like that low down. Like, if anybody embodies that Raider spirit, I think it's Richie Incognito. He's back. Older. But whoever going to be up there replacing him, I think he's just going to bring just bring that line together and give him that little nasty oh, little nasty. feel to Gouge your eyes out. Yeah, you know, no, no. And then we had Denzel Good, who was a versatile uh, offensive lineman. You know, I mean, you could put him in a couple different spots. We paid him as well. He's back. So we still need to sort up that uh, right tackle spot, which just in this draft, there's tons of them. So we, we can find a replacement in this draft and go ahead and move that. Uh as far as the safety, it's, it's still got tons of options out there. The draft for safety is kind of is, is not as good as that offensive tackle. So would they address that earlier or first, second round? Hope hope so. Or, you know, we can – it's still a couple of them that's out there that's, that's a, still an upgrade from the other safeties that we had out there before. Jeff Heath is down to the starting one. I think still you got more talent out there that could do better than Jeff Heath or that could spell Jeff Heath in, in time to time. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully they pick that up. That's that's the part that I think the Raiders are missing. Overall, at the like initially going to the free agency, I thought it was horrible. I was like, man, what are they doing? The line getting blown up. Nobody's trusting in uh, John Gruden, whatever. But hey, look, they they got some method to the madness. Him and him and hey, man, he got you know ten I mean? years to figure it out. So. <laughs> no, what's the rush, man? Him and, him and it's only year two, right? It's only year two. Moves. Let's see how they do in this draft. Uh, see how that kind of pans out as the season go along. And I'm not going to get hyped until we're past. Bullshit. <laughs> He's going to be I hyped as soon seven. as this draft comes <laughs> on, man. I need to see seven wins before I get super hyped and get in my little fan mode. But uh, it, 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 that draft happened. If they hit a right tackle and a safety right off jump, like, yeah, I'm probably going to get hyped. I'm like, we're going, we're going Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like uh, with the defense, uh, the defensive line improvements that they made, that's going to give uh, a better pass rush, and that's going to give less time. And these cornerbacks going to be able to improve off that. I think another year in the system, Jonathan Abrams, he, he kind of learns his role. He understands what the dude watches a ton of fans. He's very uh, smart on the football side of it. Like he he does that. You know, he has those strong talks with Gruden and Mayock. That's what he was like known for that first year. So I I think he's going to address, and he's not too cocky where he ain't going to humble himself. Like, this is where my game needs to improve if I want to make more money. And I think he's going to make the right adjustments on that. So I figured that that's going to get sewn up. Right. Uh, but so, with that said, man. I, final, I think, final thoughts on on, on going into the drafts. I know we're going to, the closer it gets to the draft, we, we, we're going to hear some more things. Moves are going to be made. Some more trades may, may happen as far as uh, draft picks. So what, what are you... What's your final thoughts on, on that as, as you guys right. head into I'm it? not one of those people that comes up and does the mock drafts and this person. I don't do them personally. I'm saying I ain't about to get out here and talk about them and say this is the person that we need to draft because I, I come to realize in a lot of my fandom, 
I don't control the team <laughs> and what they can actually do. So exactly. why do I get myself worked exactly. up about that? It makes you no sense. You coming around. You coming around. <laughs> that makes no sense. I will get happy about the, the time. In my they old bring age, to the team. I'm becoming wiser on what I waste my time and get upset about. It's, it makes no sense for me to get upset about who they're gonna draft or or this person they should pick. Cause then when they don't pick them, I'm upset re- regardless. Even the player time. You had you done, you done set your you it's it's on something like like you you've been looking at some this shiny new new toy in the window that you know you can't afford or that you probably shouldn't go get that loan on. Yeah. And then when it ain't there no more, then all of a sudden you're upset. Yeah. Oh, why? Why you wasn't <laughs> gonna buy it anyway? Why did you waste all your time and research looking at it when you wasn't gonna get it? So it's like one of them things, man. It's just a, it's a cheap thrill. I, I get it, man. Yeah, I know y'all cats that love the, the draft. I I used to love it like you, but. All right, let's move on. NBA, I ain't got much for it, but I'm going to keep it real quick, real brief, like two to three minutes. Hey, y'all better watch out for them Denver Nuggets, man. Gordon done made his way out there, and he do, he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He just had 24 last night with Nurkic, so he's providing to be that third reliable scorer. And if they get their young boy out there uh, that showed um, some promising, some things in the playoffs, uh, I they're going to be scary, man. And with the Lakers looking like these guys are going to sit out even further and further, there's no no real reports on AD coming back, and LeBron is going to be out a little bit longer than, than uh, necessary because they're not really saying it. They're saying six weeks, but they're not really committing to the six weeks that was originally reported. So uh, hopefully you guys can, I don't know, probably, I, I think you guys are going to lose more than uh, win in this, this time span, but hopefully you guys don't lose too much ground because you don't want to go down to six and, and then have to play like a, a Nuggets team in the first round. Like you don't want to get like the top three teams that actually survive this and all the injuries that's going to happen uh, throughout the remainder of the season. You don't want to get those top three teams that have to go through the best of the best and at their stadiums as things are opening up if in America. If it stays how it is right now, I'm comfortable with going six because I think that would be a good start off for the conference. That would be us versus the Clippers if we fall to six. Uh, but do you want that right now? I mean, as yes. a competitor, you want that right out the gate. You want to send them home? I want to send them home early. First, first round? All right, cool. But then Clipper, you're either going to get Clippers, Nuggets, or you're going to get the Jazz, depending on how bad you guys do before these guys come back. And for me, I don't think AD comes back with – he comes, probably comes back for, like, maybe 10 games. I think that he, he'll be out that long so he can get a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And LeBron will probably come back with maybe 20 games yeah. left. You know what Dr- I mean? Well, we got Drummond. He, he's out now. He's out too. He just had an injury last week. <laughs> last week. Left uh, left foot. I no. believe so. Yeah, so all, all your all your guys are out right now. So hopefully, due to being together, you guys will be able to get right Schroeder's back. still playing. Yeah, Schroeder's still playing, but he definitely <laughs> ain't doing shit. And uh, Tyler Horton Tucker, the guy that you guys kept when you could have got. And anyway, I, I said I wouldn't be long, but so that's that, man. So watch out for the Denver Nuggets. Utah Jazz, again, I, I like what they're doing, but I got to see it playoff time. I got to see Donovan Mitchell cross over. Portland Trailblazers are remaining relatively where they where they need to be. And with Dame Lillard being able to drop 50 on any given night, logo Dame, I like his chances either way if those guys are healthy. So CJ just came back. So I like that as well. Um, on Going on to the East Coast, man, uh, Brooklyn, 
really hasn't gotten their full team together yet. So who know who knows who what they want to be? Full team now because they just got all the stars. Yeah, now, they got right? Aldridge, but I'm not. I wasn't excited about Aldridge because if Greg Popovich was really to let you go and and they are a playoff team right now, mm-hmm. then that says all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. That says all I need to know. But if can he do something when these guys need a breather in five to ten minutes in a big game? He's a pro's pro. I think in those five to ten minutes where it's dump the ball into Lamarcus. Or dump the ball into Blake Griffin. Yeah. Versus your bench without experience. I don't care how more talented your bench is at the time. That old vet know how. Yeah. You gotta account for that somewhere. And I think that's what the Nets are doubling down on. And at the end of the day, it's a buyout. You got them on the minimum. Mm-hmm. If it works out, great. If they don't, Get okay. Ready. But you're filling out your bench like you are supposed to with that that big three. Yeah. So and they've been having a damn good record as a result. So I'm still I'm definitely checking for Brooklyn. They're about to move up to number one, right? Pretty soon here. Uh the Bucks are doing their thing. Um they're they're rounding into form, man. Giannis is having some monster games, a monster game. So they just signed their point guard to a hundred and seventy million dollar contract. This dude, man, is so under the radar. All guaranteed, right? All guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's NBA money, man. Yeah, that's, so, but, they, but they're looking. The, the Bucks are trending up as far as what they're doing. But Giannis still looks like he's studying that rim at the free throw line. And it's, it's like one of them LeBron things. that He has to conquer that and, and be able to go to the free throw line and knock him down at a relatively, I think, 80, 75% to 80, 80% rate. Last but not least, my New York Knicks. It was a press conference recently. We played we played the Nets tonight. Word is Kevin Durant may come back. He may not. I know Harden and Kyrie will be back. You know, the the New York media was talking to them. Hey, word on the street, KD may came come back. And then, you know, we had my our leader, Julius Randle, out there. And uh I think it was Alec Burks. I'm not sure. But anyway, I had both my guys up there on the press conference. He's like, so what? They got a big three? We got a big five. <laughs> and then Julius doubled down and said, nah, big fifteen. I like that talk. I like I like that type of confidence talk. Now we are we are not the better team. I know that, <laughs> but I like the fact that they want to compete and they are competent this year. My Knicks haven't big been competent 15. in a while, but I love that Big Fifteen talk. So, ah, shit, I may make a T-shirt Big Fifteen for the rest of this year because it's looking like the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. Like this, we have the one of the toughest schedules remaining going now. I think if we continue to split. We will be there, man. The last time y'all at thirty one and thirty one. Was it? Was it? <laughs> insanity was. Uh, no, not thirty one and thirty one. Uh, forty one. The last time y'all made it was it insanity. Nah, I was back when Melo was there, man. It was. It may have been a insanity year, but Melo Melo was still there in his prime. But yeah, that, that's that for um, you know, around the NBA in a couple minutes. All right, let's move on to this musica, Final the Harry segment. Frog. Final segment. Hey, Cash, you ready to do this? Let's go ahead and uh, recognize our Patreon supporters. Give them a shout out. We got Tate. It's my boy, Blue. We got Marty. Silent partner. Take that, take that, take that. Uh, we got Quay Quay. Pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> got, finally got you some Quay. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got uh, Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Yeah, we got Bird. Birdman. We got Ryan. Jack Ryan, that's my boy. I'll let you, man. We got Mum Well over in Texas. More money, more money, more money. Uh, we got Jared. 
Lil J on the track. Yeah, we got Kazer. Kazer Cushion. We smoked that. Can't say that. <laughs> we got we got tires. Oh, uh, is that Oakland Zone? That's Oakland Zone. That's right Oakland there. Zone. Too short in the flesh. Yeah, we got Rodney. Oh, Rodney Jenkins. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and then we got Corey. Oh man, the foundation is the man who even gave a dollar before we even had Patreon set up. So shout out to you, brother. And then last but not least, we got a new member, man, uh, Archery. That's my man. That's my man. Uh, so we're going to call him Mr. Antisocial. He already know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our list of names, man. Definitely want to keep shouting y'all out. Thank y'all for everything that y'all give. We almost up to the point where we're covering all our uh, revolving fees. We got probably like another $10, $15, and we, we reach in there, and we're covering those revolving yeah. fees. And then everything else truly is going back in to just for upgrades and looking to buy something new to add to the pod. So. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Uh, this is our music segment. Cash, who we got up first? Let's go with your boy, Guap Dad 4000. Let's start off with Guap him. Guap Dad. So Guap Dad dropped the album with uh, Ill Mind. Called 1176. 1176, 14 tracks, 45 minutes uh, total on it. Uh, <laughs> the, scum, the Scam King is back with more slick bars and, and a manuscript of how, how to get off. Yo, I like this. I like this shit to be honest with you, man. Like he's you gotta have these these characters, and I'm not comparing him to a slick rig, and I'm not comparing him to a Bismarcky, but you gotta have these characters in rap who don't just do the same thing, talk about drugs, talk about trapping, talk about all this stuff. This guy happened to be talking about scamming. But what I'm saying is he's much more than a scammer rapper, what he's termed as. But he makes it sound so fucking funny, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing that I liked about this album really was he kind of gave us a little bit of his personal side and his upbringing. I had yeah, no idea, dude. I mean, unless, you know, I'm not a huge, super huge guap dad for that. I just like the tunes that he's had in the past because they're catchy and they're off, like, they're off like they, kilter. They're off kilter. So he caught me from being unique from the first first off, and I can appreciate different styles of hip hop. I'm not just the old head over here. Man, they don't make the music like they used to. I'm not that guy. I listen. I listen to anything. It sounded that, that sounded too too good coming off like like you say that a lot. Nah, 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 yeah, nah. That, that, Some that, shit that. is whack. Some shit is whack, and I say it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not one of the old heads that's gonna hate on these youngins out here that's doing their thing. I, I happen to like Guap Dad. I was the one that. Um, told you about him at first and you wasn't feeling him but what? then he put out the right thing <laughs> but it was opposite when you did the same thing to so me with Young Thug you did tell me about it yeah it was the name that got me I was like well, I ain't listening to nobody named yeah, get past, I think get the past. Sec- second I, I listened to his music I was like okay well, yeah well, and you and you other hippity yeah. hoppers out there that you know I just like my bars and all that I mean y'all gonna be who you are like, like what you like but if you wanna diversify your portfolio in terms of what you listening to then I would say give him a chance. Like shit like Chicken Adobo or, or Heaters. So, uh, before you go down there, so what, okay, what, so, yeah. so what did you like about the album? Like how, how I like the production. Four, it was 14 tracks about... But it wasn't how, long. Still wasn't long. Like a, less than an how hour. How much did you like about it? Like 14 tracks? Like um, That's the standard. That's the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was 14 tracks. But how many you liked? Uh, probably, yeah, I'd probably say... I would recommend five out the gate. Five out the gate for me. Uh, I'm telling you, Cash, I like just about the whole damn album. <laughs> uh, I play it. It goes all the way through. Um, very surprised by the, by the tracks and, and the, the 
the way this song, the, the album played out. So the songs I like, you know, that that definitely give it. How Many, uh, She Wanna, which is hilarious, by the way. That's one that was talking about scamming, where he's talking about having a threesome and taking just so he can double up on his money. <laughs> uh, Tempinity, uh, Big Shot, Chandler, Muhammad, Touch, Touch Doe, Downgrade, Chicken, Chicken Adobo, and Stoop Kid be the ones I would say definitely go listen to that. Uh, if I had to shorten that up, how many she wanted, Tempinity, Muhammad, and uh, Chicken Adobo. Yeah, dude is getting better. Like, the, the fact that the latter end of uh, half of the album gets stronger, that just goes to show you that he had a solid body of work. And, you know, some of the things he was saying on the outro of Stoop Kid was just like, that's dope, man. Like, that's dope to be able to tell your story and and get that off and then but you to be able to hear it in the songs beforehand so it tied it in pretty well so stoop kid was one of my joints chicken adobo gargoyles Big i like shot. that it was one line up in that way he was saying uh paint a picture with my words trying to put on a scene i was just like oh and then i mean a lot of limit a lot of limited features on here so yeah i do like to give props for when you carry the lion's share of the album now he did have help and if y'all sleeping on Illmind and what Illmind has yeah. done production-wise, I, I highly grab, um, highly suggest that you you do your homework on who Illmind is because he he's doing all types of dope shit and produced for like some of the biggest acts out here. If you really do your homework on him, so he 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 gave Guap Dad an alley oop, and I, I like that he worked with him because he's a traditionalist as far as in the hip hop space. But he's branched out from that and being able to branch out into other artists, pop stars and stuff like that gave him the ability to do what he did with Guap Dad, who is multifaceted and what he does. And yeah, the scam rap shit is cool, but I feel like on this project, he's becoming a true artist. Yep. So, I mean, you got to entertain at the end of the day. It ain't all about. He definitely did that. Great, great. It ain't album. all about the just the rapping. You got to bring the other elements to the table too. And I think he's starting around in the form. So go check out Guap Dad for thousands eleven seventy six. Really, really dope uh, project. Um, next DLC up, DLC stamp of approval on that one for sure. For sure. Next up, we have. We're gonna go all the way from Oakland. We'll go. We'll go to uh, Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn. Let's let's go back to the East Coast. Coda the friend. All right, we got Coda the friend with Sadik Selecta. To kill a sunrise. To kill a sunrise. Ten tracks, thirty three minutes. Another short one. You know, just easy if you're doing a quick little car ride. You can probably get through this whole thing, right? So, man, uh, do you want to go first with him being your native, or do you want me to go ahead oh, and jump in? Oh, I mean, I haven't really gotten into it. I've heard it one time, but I I really can't give you off the top of my head with as much music that we have on the slate here. This is one of the ones that didn't grab me immediately. Oh, so okay. even though he's from the city, I liked his prior uh, project prior to this because it's just a matter of when I caught it. But right now, out of all of the things that we, we're listening to, it just didn't cut through based on the things that the artist interviews we had. So it just ain't cut through yet. The quality Not, of man. albums that have been coming out of late have, you know, just been up there. So mm. I can understand how some stuff falls falls through. Yep. Uh, but uh, Coda, for, the, for me, his previous work had kind of a, like a chill vibe to it. This mixed with that Static Selector production, you know, it, it seemed like uh, that production that Static Selector was doing gave gave his vocals a little bit more aggression. Like he 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 brought him out. Static's getting better. Yeah, Static's getting better at at producing the, these these one offs. So uh, shout out to him, man. So 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and that kind of revived my curiosity in Coda, you know, because like I said, like you had that, you know how I say about uh, your boy Currency, that lazy flow, like it, sometimes it draws me out, like just having that monotone. like some, Rap through. with some passion sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some energy behind it. And it, it seems like for right, right off the jump uh, with this song, Wait, uh, Wolves, like that, you could hear it a little bit more biting his vocals a little bit. Any so, features on this joint worth talking about? Uh, I don't remember any features. Cause I, I, don't, I don't remember any features on here, man. I know this kid likes to work alone a lot. So let me pull the track list up real quick. Code of the Friends to Killer Sunrise is what we're talking about. Holly Supreme, that's it, man. Like he yeah. he works alone a lot of the time. So you can, if you do have a monotone type style, I could see what you're saying. But yeah, go ahead to your point. Yeah, so Wolves, uh, Hate, Sunrise, and The Cold would be like the standout tracks for me on there if you're going to go check it out. Uh, but he, he did kind of fall back a little bit and go with some more of that, that same little chill flow that he has on there. But those were the songs where you can see that progression. And if he keeps that up, man, you know, he like I said, he done recaptured my curiosity. And I'm what definitely did, gonna What tell didn't you that. like besides the layback flow and the the – or did did you like everything about this project? I, I like the project. Okay. I was like those those five was the ones that would stand out, stand outish. Uh, it may have been one song later. I ain't gonna say no. All of it was good. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so just go just go listen at it. Check it out. He's back on my recommendation list on on that because like even with the newer people coming in through, if you ain't heard of them, it's a good project to start off on. Go ahead. For sure, for sure. But yeah, like I said, man, I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I want to get around to it. And it, not even just for Coda, just for the production. I'm a huge fan of Static Selectors, so I got to get around to this at some point. The things that he's done with Joey Badass over the years have been incredible. And Joey Badass is about to be a damn movie star at this point, so I guess I got to get behind somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, But yeah, man, check it out, man. To Kill Sunrise, it has Prez's stamp of approval, so... You guys come back and let us know whether he bugging out or not. <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, oh, before we get to our, our next album, did want to do a quick plug. We just did our interview in episode 101 with Takis. Yeah. Why Spoken 3 is out right now. Whatever digital streaming service you stream on, five quick tracks, EP, all solid, all strong. So it independent. They doing it out the mud. So... Definitely check that out. Also, Keenan Rush dropped the three-pack Kingdom. So go check that out. And that's uh, K-N-G-D-O-M. That's three joints. Fire, man. In it. And uh, Black. Not Black and Blue. Black and Blue is on Wide Spoken 3. Wide Spoken 3. But uh, Black On. Black On is legit. Yeah. Been something I've played. Like, every time I'm having to do anything for the podcast, just give me a little bit of motivation. So shout out to you two brothers, man, on that independent grind. But let's get back to the people that's on the slate, man. Let's go. You want to go with Plugs I Met too? Plugs I Met too. Let's go ahead and jump in. All right, man. Let's Benny. go to Buffalo. Let's go to Buffalo. Plugs <laughs> I Met too. Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud. I'll let you lead this one off and I and I and we'll we'll go back and forth on well, this. Well, I mean, we did put out a video. This was like the last album. The that preview. We yeah, that yeah. We gave the preview that we was already hyped for this, right? So my hype level was up here. So I think it was kind of gonna be kind of hard after he gave us Thanksgiving to kind of let me down yeah, always, right. man. But I can say this album, you know, exceeded my my even my hype level for it initially. Um, this dude has continued to do it, man. Like time and time again, he gives you that slick, grimy type flow that gives me reminiscences of a uh, like a killer cam. You know what I mean? Uh, not 
he ain't got the same rapping style tone, but like I'm saying, the slick gangster shit thrown in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. With me, man, I'll start with the faults on the album because I didn't like all this project. I didn't like everything about this project. And some of it has to do, ironically, with the beats. I love Harry Fraud. Harry Fraud did such a great job with Jim Jones, the Fraud Report, right? When you come to this... I don't know if it just didn't match on certain songs that I didn't like. Now, I like majority of this project. Don't get me it's wrong. nine songs. Yeah, yeah, I like majority of the project. Nine I, songs? What, I'll, 20, give you, I'll give you without even... minutes? Yeah, I'll give you without looking six. I know for sure I'll return to. Okay. And, uh, the, you know, there's some where it's a little where it didn't match up. Which one? I've like I, I, What's that? Uh, The one, Longevity, with... Uh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Like, French. Jim Jones... And Benny did their thing, but it's one of those instances where, okay, the beat wasn't that, for me, I didn't really like it, but then French, it felt like French mailed in that verse. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't feel like he was even around. It was the same thing with the chinks. So, it can go one of two ways, right? Because you got the chinks one, mm -hmm. where I love the beat switch with overall, I like the chinks verse. It, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, the chinks. I like the chinks verse a lot. But when you when it comes to a lot, I like the chinks verse a lot. Well, no, I'm just thinking about the Benny verse. He was saying, yeah, as the, far as rewards go, uh, every trophy I wore is gold, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, but I like that. Uh, I like that, but that that one is old, but it just happened to fit the beat. Mm. Um, the hook happened to fit, like, they did that well. And, you know, of course, they paid extra special attention to it because it's Chinks, and Harry Fraud worked with Chinks in the past, who was close uh, with French Montana, and that's who I, how I first ha heard of Harry Frog. It's through French Montana Mac and Cheese series. I'm, yeah, I stand on the table telling you that's one of the best series that I I like from Harry Frog out of everything he's done because it was so raw and so authentic and a lot. And even French Montana rapping, they just married up well. But this one, I didn't like that joint. You know what I'm saying? Uh, talking back with Fat Joe, you didn't like that. I had simple hook. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't all that to me. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, you know, Joe Crack had to apologize about the, the, the Wuhan virus thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn. I don't pay attention to that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but the song itself, uh, you know, weak, weak hook, but the bars were there. Yeah. I wasn't so much a fan of, of the, uh, the actual beat for me. But after that. I'm so good. Seven, seven out of nine. Seven out of nine. Seven I'm cool. Nine, I just wanted to come good. with stuff that I didn't like because I don't. I don't always like all this stuff. Like I, I I'm tired of saying overall it's good. I don't want. I don't want you guys to go back in the lab and fix it. Um, but you know, my brother did say something that I don't know if it resonated with you, but I was like, I, I really feel this. But I will put that out there. How many of you guys and gals feel whether this song, this the placement of the songs was wrong? Because you got no instructions. Then you got uh, survivors' time. remorse. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. The more I listened to it, I was like, eh, maybe, maybe survivors' remorse could have been last. No instructions could have no, been, been first. Like, Thanksgiving shouldn't have been last. I, that's I how so. he felt. So I felt like it should have been like that's you go out on a high note. Okay, you okay. go out on a high note. But yeah, man. Uh, but, but when Tony met Sosa, fam, great, hard, great hard. way to start off. You say you ain't like overall. I like no. Overall. I like overall. Like, I didn't say I didn't like oh, overall. Okay, I okay. said I like overall in comparison to the two. Like it could either go bad or go good. Okay. And longevity was the part where okay, the mail in verse didn't really marry in, oh, but okay. this verse that was already on deck, it married up well. 
Then they got Plug Talk featuring Two Change, which is like my favorite song off the whole damn album. Man, you know, that boy funny as hell. Scraping. <laughs> I only hear music. With the birth, the birthday line. Oh yeah, the birthday. Line. I don't care about myself. Only I tell you, happy birthday on the wrong day. Man, yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta check out our our uh, review of Two Chains, Two Chains' last project. Y'all stop sleeping on that man. If you still sleeping on him, God bless you, man. Yeah, yeah. God bless you. But go ahead. Uh, and then. Uh, live by talking back, which fat Joe I liked, uh, and I'm not a fat Joe fan, so hey, so uh, whatever. Uh, no instructions. I thought it was hard. That's hard. Yeah, that's yeah, hard. Okay, okay, that's okay, hard. okay. I thought you. I thought these was ones you talk bad. No, about. I didn't say. You I didn't talk like, bad about longevity. I talk bad about longevity. I liked everything besides French French Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but, but go figure. I liked everything else about it. Uh, every, when it gets to his part, I just I skip. Uh, Survivor's Remorse uh, featuring Rick Hyde. Mm, okay. Yeah, Rick Hyde killed that shit too. Uh, and then. Thanksgiving, that was already up there. Already, you know that that had got my initial hype level up there. So, uh, overall, I'm gonna say it was nine out of nine good. Oh wow, <laughs> nine out of nine. You just just, just skip. Oh, you just Oprah Richard. with it today, huh? You just hey, you get well, you like, you I get was, it everything. You get it everything. I, I really like them all. You you you, oh, you hear come me on. naming these songs though, man. I really did. You like, like yeah yeah. You, you spit them off the top of your head at this point. So I get it, man. I get it. I, I just didn't like everything about plugs I met too. But I mean, I could do without them two songs, and I I have. It's off my playlist. That's the power of having your own playlist, man. So, I mean, if we had caught these, like, for the past three weeks, we've been having the interviews and everything. So, I mean, if we had time to live with it. A little yeah, bit. we had time to live with it. And I got to hear these several, several times over, you know. But I think if it was, like, the week of and everything that was coming through it, I don't think my senior would change. Yeah, but the, the important thing to say about these type of projects is, like, even some of the, this isn't a classic. I'm not saying anything like that. But even, like, really, really, really strong albums have joints to where you're like, eh. Like this song, yeah. and then, you know, but you'll tolerate it if it come in on a playlist. You're not skipping it. There's no skips on here. Let me be clear, but it's, it is things I don't like about it. So that that's really where I'm at with it, man. All right, you want to stay in New York? Nope. Where we want to go now? Let's go on down to Memphis. Oh, let's go to Memphis City, see, <laughs> man. Dumb and Dumber Two, Key Glock and Young Dolph, man. Yeah. I <laughs> shit. Listen, man, there's no reason I should like this guy this much, man. But <laughs> you stole I'm, my intro. That's what I Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, it's, I, my type of music that I like, type of hip hop I like, is nowhere in the world that I should like Young Dolph as much but as But that's I do. a lie, though, because you do like this type of hip hop. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just don't like it, and you just don't go gravitate towards it in your, your latter stages of your listening to hip hop. But yeah. this brings you back to, like, oh, shit, this is why I like. All these other these older dudes that used to do it the same exact way, but he doing it with a new twist. Yeah, like it, this bring me back to that old '96, you know, like Memphis, like or '90, what late '90s, you know what I mean? Coming up in there with the Three Six Mafia and all that. Give me that, bro. It just brings that back. I love it. You know what I mean? We was talking about with uh with the Deuce album. You know what I mean? That what came out just like with that crunkler sound that he had. On and this that. is a long joint too. Deuce. This is like a longer album. Like this is 20 probably songs, 20 man. songs. 20 songs. Uh, an hour long album. Uh, but you got two artists on there so you can kind of yeah. You know, figure it would be that long. So I can say I can't really explain it why I like Young Dolph, but he has that. He 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 can make something simple, 
dope. Unique. You yeah, know he make mean? it dope. And just simple analogies that he just throw out there just sounds good. You know what I mean? You can and let he did this, that with several songs on here. You can let this shit rock, however, man. Like I, I'm just saying, like overall, I'm not saying I'm not listening to this for lyrics, but then when you say that, then he says some shit yeah, says some that shit. makes you feel like I need to stop. I need to stop putting in a box what lyrics are hot. Like as far as if a guy does does a lot of metaphors and not this, that, and the third, you, like, we gotta is, stop that. This goes back to like the coda and stuff like that. Delivery matters to me a little bit too. You know, the, the delivery and the energy that you bring. Now, to what you of, say is how you say it sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with this one, it was penguin. What you see is what you get, which kind of like what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's very like blunt. Very, like, this is why I like him. It's very <laughs> blunt. Yo, what you see is what you get. I say what I say. Uh, he been he been uh, smashing some rapper's wife or girlfriend for like the last three projects. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I'm not gonna speculate, but it's hilarious every time he said because he's been running with that that one line the entire time. But then got Aspen. That's a hard. That's yeah, a hard track. you got in Glock we trust, which hey, that's, that's Key Glock, you know, going off on his own, which was just like I thought he killed that one. Uh, Cheat code, coordinate, which is uh, I think that's that got Young Dolph alone. I, I liked that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, my shit with Young. I'm Dolph the type. Case closed. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it was a goat and a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess Key Glock is calling himself. Yeah, the goat. yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, young Dolph, dolphin. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I like those. Yeah, those. This, this is a a nice. This I've I've liked Dumb and Dumber two, uh, part two. I mean, sorry, part one. But this part two is just kind of like these guys are doing their thing, and I'm, I I got to go back and get more spun up on Key Glock because I've only listened to him with, with uh Dolph, but I haven't listened to Key Glock. But like, if he he was doing his thing on here, yeah. he was standing toe to toe. With Dawson, now, now I got to go like say, dive in, into in his that, shit. In Glock We Trust, where he was like solo, like I was like, Man, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was he was definitely holding his own, and and but here's the thing, man. I, I like a lot of this project, and I still haven't gotten through the whole project because there's a lot to listen to. But the joints that resonated with me was yeah, yeah, like you said. Uh, I also had uh, Buddy Love. That shit was fire. I also got what cheat code. Cheat code. Cheat code was it for me. And then what's the last one? I like Aspen as well. Yeah. So those are the ones that stood out. Of course, what you see is what you get. The intro, like those are fire. But like I like to get into the deep cuts because if you start hitting me with those bangers yeah. when I'm trailing off naturally or when you normally would, I think that's that's fire, man. So hopefully that uh you know Dumb and Dumber too. Go listen at it. Get out your biases. Go check it out. Like it's it's a great great album. Twenty yeah. songs, you know, it's a bit bit longer than the other ones, but yeah. I guarantee it'll keep your attention. Attention, whether you riding, having you just got paid, having a good time, you rolling you're around in the city, head. you're gonna be bobbing your head, or whether you lifting some weights, or whether you in the gym doing something that's appropriate for that too, man. So check that out, Dumb and Dumber Two. We also gonna have a playlist for y'all as well to go with this episode to give you guys some of the, the albums that we're covering. I give you a playlist. I'm giving you the whole album. Like I said the whole album. Like, <laughs> we got to give them a taste. Got to give them a taste, I man. You, you know, some you, people some people don't ain't necessarily Young Dolph fans, but we got to we gotta put them on and, and key glock. We got to give it to them in a small dose, four joints. If you like it, go listen to the rest of the album. All right, man. Let's uh let's stay in the South, man. Rod Wave. Have you heard 
Soul Fly. Have you heard it? I heard it. You ain't like it? Nah, nah. Tell me why. Tell me why you didn't like one of the hottest albums that is sweeping the nation. <laughs> hey, that's what y'all like. It's not what I was in the, in the mood for. Like, uh, I listened to that. I was just like, nah, this, this ain't me. Give it to y'all. Y'all continue to have it. Maybe I'll come around for it in like a, a year or so after he come up, you know, perfects his style a little bit more. But uh, if I if I want this right here, I'm just putting on Drake. Ah, so that's funny you say that because it's a heavy Drake influence, and he's even said that in the Breakfast Club interview. So like that's one of his his guys that he he looks to. So over my dead body, he yeah. did that over. Killed it, by the way, and then made me feel old, too, at a certain point because it's like, damn, Over My Dead Body probably dropped, what, maybe I say seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, Drake came out 2010, 09, started coming out 2010-ish. So Drake been out 10, 11, 12 years now, you know what I'm saying? So, But this kid is 21. Oh, so that's all he that's, that's Yeah, he is... Uh, you know, Drake is naturally going to be somebody that he looks to as one of his guys um, to rap with. So Over My Dead Body was done well. But, I, man, I, I can't cut off a lot of these songs that I've been listening to. And you know I like the melodic shit, too, yeah. because I need the breakup of the bars, bars. Like, so, you know, I can be listening to Ransom one moment. I could be listening to Key Glock and Young Dolph. You just be all over the place. I, yeah, and I can't. I can, yeah, moods. I move music, man. It's yeah. everything about music is your mood, man. So, but this hit me, and I was like, this shout shit. Shout out to Buddy. Sound good. Yeah, shout out to Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Gone to November is my shit. I like this entire project. Like, I, I haven't hit skip at all. I haven't gotten to a lot of these other albums that we've been covering is because of this one. So, that's saying a lot, man. So if you're listening to this Rod Wave, and or if you haven't listened to it, go check out Gone to November. He hit me up offline. He was like, you listen at the Rod Wave? I said, yeah, I listened to that, then I turned it off. Over My Dead Body <laughs> is the next one. Tombstone, all the kids love that, man. I happen to like it, too. Me and my kid was jamming to it. And then also, uh, last but not least, I like the, uh, the only... Feature he got on there was with Polo G called Richard. So that one go hard too as well. So he do the sing song, he flow, he rap, he does both. But he's one of the few young dudes that his voice is unique to it. And he just happened to do it well. So go check out Rodway's Soul Fly. Don't be like this guy then want a year later talk about, oh, Rod Wave, I like them. I like them, man. This is good. But y'all entitled to change your mind. We all, you know, this might not be the project for you. This might not be. This this ain't going to be the one. Maybe his third or fourth one down the line where if he stayed that long. You tripping, but it it is what it is. I don't think so. All right, man. Um, So last but not least, I think these are two that you haven't listened to as well. Which one? Uh, Bankroll Freddy. Nope. All right, so Bankroll Freddy, Arkansas. The only thing I remember about Arkansas is the Razorbacks. And you know, what's the coach, the black uh, head coach? I remember when Bill Clinton. And Thurman uh, and Bill Clinton. No, I remember when Bill Clinton was coming from there and I found out, like, they don't even <laughs> celebrate Martin Luther King Day. That's what I knew about arguing. But really what I was trying to get to is that one Bloods and Crips documentary that oh, we yeah, watched yeah, back yeah. in the day. Oh, yeah, then there was, like, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what I always think about when I think about Arkansas. I've never been there, but whatever the case may be, QC has another artist in Bankroll Freddie that – Damn, they keep finding another one, man. They keep finding another one because if I know Iggy told us to listen to us, our friend of the show and a frequent collaborator, he told me to listen to it. I was like, eh, but let me let me give this a, a chance because I felt like Iggy, my ear to the streets was lacking. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm getting old. He been falling off. And we been falling off, man. We all been falling off. We been off. falling off, or he been falling off? Yeah, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't gonna check it out because there was a, a bunch of motherfuckers that dropped this week, and Bankroll Freddy was somebody I'd never listened to. So this is a fresh, yeah, this is a fresh, fresh listen, and I was, I was impressed. I like what he's he's offering. I think he has a lot of room to grow, but it's definitely worth checking him out. Definitely. Checking him out. So right. no overwhelming. Either way or another, I say this is a good introduction. What what's unique about him that's different from the rest? Like, does he have that that sings tongy? No, nah, no, nah, it's just trap rap shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's just just trap rap shit right now. Um, he's still figuring it out. That's that's what it sounds like. But it sounds like he has some potential because he has uh, QC behind him, quality control, and he also they just get gave him some fucking very fire beats. You know what I mean? So if you if you just get hypnotized by 808 and some, you know, some bass, then this is going to be it because he's talking that trap shit that you want to hear if that's the type of shit that you like or if you need, again, this is another thing to add on in the gym. I think you you a rock with it and maybe throw it in a car Got as a result. Check it out. Young T.I. Yep. Uh, um, trap. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bank Road Freddy, Big Bank. Big yeah. Bank. Uh, last but not New least, trap music. yeah, some trap music, man. New trap music. Lil TJ, that's in the wind, taking it to the Bronx, New York. I've heard about TJ for a while. Uh, I think that um, this before I begin going on this, so so Wayno from formerly of uh, Everyday Struggle, he he uh, brought this this kid to my attention a couple of years ago as far as this is somebody he was working with. And he's been championing him as Wayno wears a lot of hats. If you guys know who Wayno is, you know. So, But he's been championing this kid and him being good or whatever the case may be. But what I couldn't get over as I was listening to this is this dude sounds just like one of my favorite young artists from the Bronx as well, A Boogie with the hoodie. Oh. And I like me some A Boogie with yeah, the hoodie. You know what I'm saying? So... I think he still does it like that sing song and rap shit. I think he does it the best yeah. out of all of the young dudes that's doing it. But Lil TJ is doing some of the Rod same. Wave? Huh? Better than Rod Wave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he got, yeah. But, I mean, he's done well or better. Um, that What was it, 2019 when he last dropped this project? His yeah. project went the entire year. So uh, that's all I'll say to that. But Rod Wave is is doing his thing as well. So, but back to Lil TJ, he's kind of following in those footsteps. Only reason I say that is because he sounds a lot like him and I can't differentiate the two. So I think that's one of my my downfalls while I was listening to it. I did have a few songs that I liked on here, but I just think that this ain't the project for me mm. as, as far as uh, moving on because I just can't get over the fact that, that there's nothing really unique about him, he has a good. It's a good project. Yeah. So, to but, your, what what you saying right now when you listen at him, he sounds too much like a boogie with a hoodie. So it kind of sounds like a cover artist. Right, right, right. It sounds like th this song was meant for this, but then they just passed it off to you. Right. So yeah. So with that said, man, I, I think that it's a good project, but for me, I probably won't return to it mm -hmm. as a result. And. It's not that it's not for me. It's just I can't get over the fact in my mind that he sounds exactly like it. And it's probably the same thing with the Arkansas kid that I just talked about, uh, Bankroll Freddie. There's, I mean, I could throw you both of them in the washing machine 
come out with something new, clean, and there'd be a new guy, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. So I would say that they can make music. They're capable of it, but they got a lot of room to grow to find themselves yeah. to where they're unique. So that, that's what I'll say about the little yeah, TJ. Because it's a couple of like, I mean, we're going to date ourselves a little bit, but I mean, Action Bronson. This is why I couldn't never get into Action Bronson. Y'all kept throwing on me. I was like, no, like, if I want this, I got the Wu-Tang. Ghost, I got Ghostface. <laughs> I got go- and, I, and I get it. I get it. I just happened to listen to Action Bronson, and I, I've given him a chance, and I know that he sounds, when he raps, when you get into it, the voice is the only thing that's the same. What they talk about, completely different. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, certain guys you give a chance and to overcome that because they, they continue to throw it, throw something against the wall and then they find their thing and then they do that well. I'm hoping that little TJ does the same thing because you got to separate yourself from how everybody's um, sounds. He has killer features and all that stuff, but, you know, maybe that's due to relationships and all that and getting people on the song. So... He has a promising future. I just need to hear a little bit more. But I will come back. I will come back again. I'll give him that. He got a strong enough showing to where I will come back. I just don't like the A boogie with the hoodie. Similar. Sim, uh, resemblance. You know what I mean? So, But that's that's really it. I, th- I don't know if we got anything. Uh, yeah, man. But before we go, quick hitters. Quick hitters real quick. Before we get out of here. Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, versus uh, the Izzy Brothers. Shit was a fire. I, I, fire uh, versus. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, man. You just going to have to put on your, your hat and, and just get in your old school vibe and just enjoy it, man. I know I probably was made to one of the two at some point. You know what I mean? Uh, whether my parents admitted it or not. But, like, yo, it was dope. People gave Steve Harvey a lot of shit for it. But whatever, as far as him hosting. But I liked it. What did, he, what did he do? He was hosting. He People saying he was talking too much and oh, Steve okay. Harvey being Steve Harvey. You know how Steve Harvey yeah. is. But, I mean, if you ever got the chance to host your favorite artist versus and be there just to relive the music, you would kind of oh, be man. a little be extra, a little yeah. into it because you got, like, personal things with these songs, you know what I'm saying? And, and Steve grew up in that era, so... I rock with it, man. I, I rock for the love he showed them and, and how he he went about doing it as a as a host. And this was the first person that actually hosted a versus. And this shit was dope, man. So they probably gonna need to go more in that lane. Oh, uh, it just depends on who it is. If the two artists can handle it, then do it. But like it just depends on what the artists are. And those artists needed that. You know what I mean? As the stature that that they were on. So Yeah, yeah. that's uh, how I felt about that Raekwon and uh uh, Ghostface. They didn't need. They didn't need it. Nah, the stories that they yeah. told, yeah. that was enough. Amazing. And we didn't speak on that. And I wish we got to that, but we had other things going on. But I love. That's a great versus. Another versus happened over the weekend, which we got to get to. Hopefully, we can start talking on this battle rap stuff. But Cassidy versus Hitman Holla. Yeah, I, if you don't know, you guys probably saw the hilarious exchange <laughs> between the two. Uh, but I saw some clips of it, man, and it looked like it was dope. And people actually said Cassidy showed up. He lost, but they, they said he showed up this time. So it was a tough, um, tough oh, battle. He didn't stick in his 19. Yeah, yeah, uh, his, his robotic. Yeah, I'm going to do this, 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 like, like, you know, he didn't, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He happened to have some creative bars. So I don't know. I'll check it out, see if it's true. Space Jam trailer came out. Yep. What you thought about it? Man, it's like went way different than I thought it was gonna go. And I like it. Makes it makes it like unique and makes me want to watch it. Two thousand twenty one. Yeah, 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 yeah. In two thousand twenty one, I yeah. want to watch it. Yeah, it's, and it looks dope. It seems good. Uh, 
No, I'm definitely looking forward to watching that with the kids. Watch uh, King Kong versus uh, Godzilla with the kids uh, the other day. Yeah, that was that was good as well. Good mindless movie. Yeah, mindless. Yeah, okay. just like I mean, watching with the boys, man. There was big monsters blowing up stuff. Like it was, it was great. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, next up, Stanford Cardinals. Shout out to the uh, women's team for winning the NCAA championship. Uh, that was a great game going back and forth, man. So I watched a little clips of it. So I enjoyed it, man. So keep supporting women's basketball. I saw a dope uh, picture of one of my homies out there, Higgs, at the game with Jason Terry. So, you know, he's a University of Arizona alum. They ain't come through mm-hmm. with the win, but it was dope to see him out there supporting women's basketball and actually following through on some of the things he said on social media. So shout out to my man Higgy on that. And last but not least, we cannot um, finish this podcast without, man, Higgs. prayers to Dark Man X, man, he's he's one of our heroes, and I know I don't speak for DMX myself in that. Like yeah, DMX, DMX like he's one of our heroes. Um, you know, he's still battling, man. He's still not responsive, and he's still on a ventilator, as as we we kind of know as of right now. Here recording on Monday, April fifth. Man, hey, man. So I I do want to take a second because like I talk about this sometimes. People's like, uh, well, hey, man, he's doing it to himself and stuff like that. Hey, addiction is something hard to kick, man. Like, like yeah, it's, it's, it's not it, something that you. It's something yeah. that they gotta live with the rest of his whole life. And you know, he did that for so long, uh, and it wasn't a problem. Nobody, nobody told him to stop or like the way he was introduced to crack. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it wasn't even through his own fruition. It was somebody he trusted who laced the uh. Laced a blunt, and I have a, had a family member who did the same exact thing. My uncle, we haven't seen him in years. You know what I'm saying? He got so strung out off off the shit. I was just talking to my mom about this like months ago, but I don't know why this comes to my mind. I don't even know that man. Like, I know who he is. I don't know him because drugs and addiction took him away, and it's just what it is. I also have another family member that I'm not going to name because she's battled with it day in and day out. But... That that you just probably have to have somebody go through it to have, have some type. I still got hope, for but the a lot person, of people man. don't. Yeah, I got out. hope. Like, I hope you know. I hope that he he pulls through it. I pray that he pull pulls through this. But the motherfuckers in the the nasty shit that you see online, like he doing it to himself. He doing this, like, yo, man. If you struggle with any type of form of addiction, or know anybody that struggles with any type of form of addiction, anything can set that shit off. And they can be clean for four or five years and, and a bad sequence of events, multiple events, it can lead down this path again. So hopefully he recovers from this heart attack and and he's able to to return to his family. And I'm praying for his friends, his family, man, and a real prayer, not just just one of these saying it prayers, because this is one of my childhood rap heroes. I'm not we 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 love this shit and love this music too much to be sitting here and be like, I don't care. Is fake support? No, he's one of the legends. Like it yeah. don't matter. Like everybody supports and that's the thing, this like, shit. Like we can, like uh, all the triggers that may hit him off is probably involved with the music, the music that we want him to constantly perform. And every time we call them back, we may be the people this, actually like driving them down that lane. This the first to back onto the this stuff. Is the you first know what I mean? rapper that I ever heard pray on a song. And there may have been prayers and other songs, but this is the he he had a whole song dedicated to it. And it was it hit just hit different. Like if, if you if you a kid and I was in the Bronx at the time when I heard um it's dark and hell is hot and I heard that prayer. I you know, I didn't want to be in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going through anything, you know, I just my mom said just moved there from where we was living in Lower East Side Manhattan and it just you know, just hearing shit like that, 
on the music that I love was an eye opener. You know what I'm saying? This dude was unapologetically um but believer in God and it made it cool. Like just that alone. I don't even remember what the prayer was on this dark and hell is hot, but just that alone made it okay to be able to be spiritual and and you be you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, the man's dealt with so much over the years, man. I, I just hate the negative talk, man. And, and even I don't even want to speak. Nah, I don't even want to speak on that. I, I need him to make this, man, because that's gonna affect. That's gonna affect me as, as one of my my childhood rap heroes. If I, I don't even want to say it. if uh, we're praying for him to pull through this, man. He's pulled through other things before, and and I hope he he. You know, gets back on track and continues to battle this thing called life and addiction, bro. So, prayers to Dark Man X, man. With that, man, uh, this was a long one. We we had to catch up on a lot of stuff since we had all the interviews and everything. But it's enjoyable. I, I'm I'm probably gonna hate it editing, but uh, you know, I enjoy it going through the process. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. You got anything else to say? Nah, man. Something for everybody on this podcast, whether it makes it to the actual podcast. Who, who knows? But yeah. you're going to get it either way. We're going to stop skimping. We're going to figure out ways to get it to you. And, and you know, we're going to figure out creative ways. So this is episode 102. I go by Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. And to my right, Mr. Prez. We out. All right.